Welcome everybody, welcome to Neutral Lounge, a video games and computer technology podcast. My name is Joel, your host, and with me as always is my co-host Al. Together we make up the Neutral Lounge. In today's Neutral Lounge, we speak about the state of Sony, complacent or evil, our favourite games across genres and platforms, and the state of Cyberpunk 2077. Without further ado, let's talk tech. Hey Al. Hey you. How goes it? Yeah, not too bad. How have you been? Yeah, okay. Obviously there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel with um, the pandemic and all. Yeah. Uh, so, what's the first topic of the day? Well, it's it's got to be Sony. Mm. And I've, you know, titled this one, Complacent or Evil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's yeah. there no other way of putting it. But there's been a lot of negative press uh, around Sony and PlayStation mm. recently. And really, I just, I just wanted to kind of um, dissect it, dive into mm. it, analyse it a little bit. If I look at the timeline and, you know, how this has all come about, obviously it's last gen now, not current gen. Yeah, yeah. The PS4. Sony were obviously well on top. Mm. You know, June, that E3 announcement, big misstep from kind of Microsoft in the way they, they constructed their message. Yeah, yeah. Where it seemed to be more about media and television. Sony kept faith with the kind of core gamer. Yeah. You know, they had a lot of characters there. You know, Shuhei, Andrew House was was there. Jack Trenton, still running the US arm of PlayStation. Adam Boys. You know, characters like that mm. who were very engaging yeah. gamers, I would say. That was the, the face of, of PlayStation at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People like Sean Layton came later. But again, a genuine gaming person, if you like. Yeah. You know, gaming professional. You know, he's produced games. Jim Ryan's been there or thereabouts as well for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As far as I was concerned, he was never on the, the forefront. He was, I believe, the guy always running the, either UK or European division of PlayStation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and so obviously Sony had, you know, a super stellar last generation. Yeah. And Microsoft less so at the start of that generation. But then obviously they start to come back. Yeah. They reversed the uh, direction uh, with Xbox made it more about the gamer. Mm, mm. Equally, did a lot of work with backwards compatibility during that generation. And that's where it all started. Yeah. They also released the uh, Xbox One X. Yeah. Which is, again, another core gaming product, if you like. Uh, and at that point, obviously, you know, started to gain a lot more traction, I mm. think. And a lot more kind of goodwill and mind share and that's, that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, coming up to close to current day, obviously, a lot of these faces like the Jack Trentons, Andrew House, Sean Layden, Adam Boys, they've all gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shuhei's still there, but he's, he's got a smaller role. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's basically um, doing more work with the indies. Yeah. While Herman Holst from Guerrilla Games is, you know, taking on the role of kind of head of uh, Worldwide Studios. Yeah. Which is a good thing, really, because again, he, you know, he's from that games development community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, that's really what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've lost a lot of those faces. Uh, Microsoft, on the other hand, they've got Phil Spencer at the helm. <laughs> they've got these other supporting uh, cast members. Yeah. They appear to be, you know, for the gamers, quote unquote. They appear <laughs> to be open. They, you know, mm-hmm. if you could physically approach them, you'd say they they feel approachable. 
you know, let, let's put it that yeah. way. Well, I think even, you know, Microsoft have already started to make ground with, you know, and we've talked about it in the past with the, you know, the Game Pass and other things. They already started to push an improvement in, you know, in the PSN Plus offering and, and things like that. You know, the games and everything had to, you know, there's a lot of comparison between those two things. And, you know, they'd already started to, to push Sony more and more um, in that kind of period. Yeah, and I, I genuinely think in terms of the offering, Microsoft really did start to close the gap mm. at the tail end of the, the last generation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they may not close the gap in terms of sales numbers, but they certainly close the gap in terms of mind share. Yeah. And the perception of gamers have of them. Yeah. The amount of goodwill they're generating with backwards compatibility and the like. Uh, and again, you know, Xbox One X, the most powerful console of that generation. Yeah. No doubt about that. You know, that's a good product to have in your armory. Yeah. You know, that that's where it was. And obviously PS5, Xbox Series X and S launched. Yeah. But on the run up to that, I mean, my observations were Microsoft, super open. <laughs> Lots of communication. Yeah. Sony, less so. <laughs> quiet. Very quiet. It was. It was yeah. definitely Microsoft were leading the charge in, you know, showing its full engineering stack. Um, you know, saying what it was kind of going up with. And then there was a raft of Sony ones, I think, kind of coming after it, uh, which gave a bit more detail. And obviously, Xbox didn't do great on their um, <laughs> on their gaming offering with um, Halo Infinite and uh, the rest of the lineup there. But um, yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was an interesting period. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I mean, to be honest, um, Xbox were extremely open, mm. especially with some of the specs. Yeah. You know, yeah. Obviously, they announced a the teraflop number quite early on. How much you read into that, mm. you know, is another thing. But that was announced. Sony then did the the technical walkthrough yeah. with Sony. Not particularly well received by your typical gamer. <laughs> you know, hard, hard to understand. And you know, where are the games, right? And up to that point, you would say, yeah, there are some concerns here <laughs> because uh, Microsoft have got all the goodwill. Mm. You know, they're, they're delivering the message properly. Yeah. But then Sony had that showcase where they obviously showed the, the machine itself, the PlayStation 5 itself, yeah. and a raft of games. And Microsoft did something similar with the games, but obviously had Halo Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. And not a good showing of Halo Infinite. And then, you know, things changed a little bit. Yeah. Everything launched. Sales, I mean, sales numbers, or some of the sales numbers are in, and obviously both consoles selling extremely well. Yeah. PS5. As we know, leading again. Mm -hmm. But then, so now a raft of negative press coming out for Sony. What are the list of misdemeanors? Mm -hmm. Games increases to seventy pounds or euros or dollars. Yeah. No real game preservation strategy. Mm. I mean, backwards compatibility for PS4 games is excellent, incomplete. But beyond that, there isn't a lot. Mm. They don't seem to be engaging the gamers as they did before yeah yeah and it could be down to either the situation with covid mm. or in actual fact the characters that run playstation at the moment yeah or, or everything or everything i mean i think there's a there's a number of things probably with delays in 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 various products and probably there's i think they're both in kind of still holding patterns of you know releasing kind of really good big triple a titles on but on you know on both platforms to really kind of get um, uh, things really going on it. 
Um, but you know, I yeah, guess we've I, also I, seen I some stuff case. recently. I guess on the PSVR too, as well at least. So there's been some trickles of stuff. Yeah, but it's it's been so low key. Mm, mm. If you know what I mean, it's been like here's a blog blog post. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like it's a, a, a very unexpected one as well. Mm, mm, mm. The whole PS5 internal, um, you know, HD expansion. Yeah, being locked as they wait for, I guess, the right SSDs to be to be available, uh, either yeah. available or tested. Yeah, it's got to be quick enough. Uh, not having the feature where you could offload games to an external hard drive, mm-hmm. put it in cold storage and offline storage, the UI not really being fully fleshed out. I mean, it's a snappy mm-hmm. UI, don't get me wrong, but, you know, it's not as feature-rich as it could be. Yeah, yeah. And then you hear trickles that they're planning to make a remake of The Last of Us. <laughs> the first, I mean, you know, how old is that game, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about a remake now? If, if it's accurate, yeah? Yeah. And then... There doesn't seem to be a Game Pass alternative for, from Sony in sight. Mm. And, you know, I'm not saying it absolutely needs to be a like-for-like like equivalent to it, but there has to be something, Yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because at the moment, the PlayStation services, if you look at it, it's pretty fragmented. Mm. They've got, mm. you know, obviously your standard PSN. They've got PS Now, PS Plus. They've got PlayStation Collection. That's only for PS5. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of fragmentation there. <laughs> you think, so what's going on there? And yeah, and they, and they, they yeah, yeah. Well. I was gonna say that they should do something to take advantage of the wider the wider company that they've got, right? You know, the movie side but, of things. There's so much content and stuff that they've got that just doesn't. Yeah, I'm gonna talk on mm. that. I mean, it's it's an interesting one. And I did I did put out a video. I'm plugging my videos again, of course, <laughs> right? Mm. about the one Sony strategy <laughs> and we should talk a little bit on that because I think in part it feels like that explains some of their behaviour yeah 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 does it it feels like it does explain some of their behaviour yeah so maybe maybe it is a lull maybe it is a lull period whilst they're reorganising all that and reshaping it potentially mm. maybe maybe and the one other big thing recently is that they announced the closure of PS3, PS Vita, and PSP stores. Yeah, yeah. You know, only to subsequently reverse that decision the week just gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At least for the PS3 and PS Vita, I mean, the PSP stores, you know, still going down. So, so have they reversed that decision? In- yeah, they've reversed it. Okay, interesting. Jim Ryan wrote, wrote another kind of blog post. Okay. So, at, at least that's happened in it, you know. Mm-hmm. They're listening from that perspective. Yeah, because it's a strange one. Because if you think about, and, and I don't know if we, we part, I don't know if we've spoken about it on the podcast, but it's just like if we, if you think about the stores and the content and the library of things that you've purchased on you know PS3 format or PSP format, then you kind of expect to have that available in kind of perpetuity. And as long as Sony then offer it up as a you know uh, an emulator or, or a thing that can play that content for you you should still be able to access it. That's what it feels like anyway. Because otherwise, they're going to yeah. end up trying to sell you it again. Because I, I don't know how many versions of Final Fantasy IX I've got across multiple <laughs> multiple yeah. different platforms. <laughs> I do think, in terms of the store closure, mm. you know, you know, let's be honest, the stores do need to close at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they reversed the decision, the decision, which was good. Mm-hmm. But the way it was handled was so <laughs> piss poor. It was just unbelievable. I, I mean... <laughs> There's one podcast I listen to, I think it's uh-huh, Sacred Symbols, uh-huh. and the guy that, that runs it, Colin Moriarty, mm-hmm. he actually develops PSVR games. Uh-huh. 
or he has, he has a company where he yeah, develops PSV yeah. games. They actually bought a development, or was it a test, a testing tool or a mm -hmm. development kit? I can't remember which, right? Mm -hmm. From mm -hmm. Sony. Just before they announced <laughs> the store closure. Well, that's not nice, <laughs> is it? <laughs> you just thought to yourself, how can that have happened? How can that have happened? How can that have been allowed to happen? It's yeah. just, uh, how well planned was this? If you know, I mean, what it mean. sounds like, you know, the tools, it sounds like the Sony tools department is separated from that of a, of the store department or something, which is, which is ridiculous, really, if it's part of the same format. Yeah, I mean, something like this, you know, the decisions mm. made, the relevant departments obviously yeah. informed, and then there has to be kind of an approach to basically kind of sunset yeah, some yeah. of this stuff. Yeah. An approach where you don't piss everybody <laughs> yeah. off, including the people that buy your product. So that, that was mm -hmm, a strange one for me. Mm -hmm. The way I'm thinking about this out is that, look, Sony definitely won the last console generation. No yeah. doubt about that. So let's just get that out there. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. They won it on multiple yeah. levels. Yeah. yeah. Sales, mindshare, the quality yeah. of the software. The, the VR stuff. They, they had many, many yeah. levels of advantages. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's too mm, many wings. Yeah. 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 Microsoft did do, you know, a lot of good work in terms of clawing them themselves back so they um you know, it's still part of the conversation. And that yeah. can't be denied yeah. either. So what I would say here is that given that's happened, Sony is now a target. Mm. They're a massive yeah. target. Yeah. Yeah. for Microsoft or anybody else. Let's not forget, while Sony is the number one in terms of console mm. gaming right as a company versus microsoft yeah. they're small let's not forget that when we say who the underdog is yeah when you just think about just gaming yeah definitely microsoft the underdog in this conversation yeah. but when you look at everything it's a david and goliath type of battle and believe me sony isn't Goliath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> microsoft's goliath yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah they, they've got a target you know, it's uh, sometimes it's it's easier to chase than it is to basically lead. Yeah, well, it's the same with the other um, <laughs> the other industries as well, right? Yeah, as as you kind of put it, whether Sony is complacent or not, or um, <laughs> or just doing uh, bad things, or, or purely evil. <laughs> That's the other thing. I mean, if they, if they are if they if they are being complacent, and you know, we've se we've seen that Sony before. Mm. We saw that Sony at the start of the PS3 era. Yeah. And again, well, they did they did claw it back towards the end. I mean, I would I would push it even further back, right? I remember back in the day when they had a the the Veo laptop market. They were so far ahead of the industry back then, and they did. The problem was, was I think they were just charging too much. Plus, their oh, they had the proprietary memory sticks and all this sort of stuff, which just people were like, "What the hell is this?" Um, and they just disappeared. Yeah, it's... And same with like Sony. I mean, Sony Walkmans are still kind of there to an extent. But, you know, there was, there's a lot of stuff that they had back in the day that they got very complacent around. Um, and maybe they did change, yeah. fo you know, change focus on, uh, you know, for, for other things. But, yeah, it's a shame that, um, that, that they have to kind of go through these cycles. I genuinely do not think they can lose the gaming mm, business mm. because they're making so much money mm. out of it. Right, if you think about all the other businesses, mm. this is the one business where they have the leadership yeah. position and it generates so much money for them. They, I just don't feel they can be second. It would be, it would obviously be very bad from a strategy perspective, right? If, um, <laughs> yeah, 
You would hope that they're not aiming for um, some level of complacency. And actually, they're still aiming yeah. to to keep on on top of that and you know continuing to con- you know push that market because mm. you know we've we've mentioned PSP already here. I, I would love to see another PSP kind of come out from those guys um, and have some access to content, whether it's PS4 content um, or other things. You know, having a portable uh, PlayStation um, kind of thing again would be very very great. Yeah, give give uh, give Nintendo a bit of a you know a bit of a competitor in the in the more um uh, you know mobile portable uh, kind of range. Mm. But you know, will they mm. do that though? Yeah, that's we don't know because you know. we we don't know that's um yeah. they're not even they probably never thought about it or whether they you know whether they're willing to um to reinvigorate it. You know, we know it, obviously they're focused on PS5 and um and even the PSVR2 and stuff. Um, but you know, what else? What else is it? What else? Yeah. Yeah. Sony's, you know, as as a company, are they able? Are they able, mm. you know, to to have so many bets? Yeah. Because it's not just the um, PS5, nor the PSVR2, but they've got a services mm. kind of uh, business. Yeah. That needs investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they yeah. do decide to do a bit more with streaming, they've got data centers. To run. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think anybody can just um, bring out, let's say. A standard sort of gaming portable device. Yeah, it has to be something like a Switch that does yeah. something a little bit extra. Yeah, uh, and you know we talked about it in one of the podcasts. I felt that they went all in with um, a new PlayStation portable and in, in, in VR, mm. maybe a portable device, kind of like a PS4 that runs the full back the catalog. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. even a Pro. You don't need that for a portable, and then you know have it power uh, a very cheap. VR headset. Yeah. Maybe a, a chopped down PSVR one where you just plug in that portable device. Mm. That's your kind of cheap wireless portable VR headset, like you know, like the Samsung thing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I think you've you've owned that, and yeah. I think the Quest does something similar. It's got an inbuilt kind of ARM processor, mm-hmm. that kind of type of hardware. So, yeah, uh, yeah. This is all food for thought, but I mean, I I think are Sony being complacent? Don't know that they are, mm. but I think there's a danger of that. Yeah. I think the proof will be obviously, you know, how obviously is it, is the whole PS5 versus Microsoft battle and how that evolves as the releases of the games come through. You know, I think some some key ones around God of War and Horizon Horizon Two, I think, will be big. You know, get get yeah. that over the line. That will cement their position. Um, I think yeah. it'll be telling. You know, how will they look at the end of the year mm. when you're at the top, right? You know, you're a target. There's going to be a lot of negativity. Yeah. Because, you know, let's be honest, right? People like to see other people fail. Yeah, well, people like <laughs> to back the... in the dog, I think, is the other thing, right? Yeah. That's, more, <laughs> that's, the other one. That's, a more, that's a more positive outlook. But I just think people like to see people kind of fall. You know, like, that's the, yeah. It makes a good, good, a good story. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. <laughs> the same way they, they like to see the underdog succeed, right? Same sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. But I, I genuinely think that in order to fully ascertain. What kind of shape they're in? Yeah. Are they complacent or otherwise, right? Mm. End of the year. End of the year. Have they dropped a lot of amazing software, number one? Yeah. 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 Are some of the promises they've made with the PS5, whether it's the SSD or whatever else, you know, are we seeing genuine evidence yeah. that was real? And it will be down to the software and, and, you know, how have some of these promises been kept? You know what I mean? And all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I would like some sort of response to Game Pass because at the end of the day, there's really no response to Games Pass. And again, I'm maintaining it doesn't have to be mm. a like for like. Yeah. But if there's no 
genuine response to Games Pass. That means Sony is is basically being a little bit complacent. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you need to get back into the conversation. <laughs> and if you don't think you need to get back in the conversation, that means you either don't care or, you know, you think you got you think you got the kind of market by the balls. You know, you're not letting go. I mean, it's, it's, it's typical kind of corporations, right, where they can they can basically, if they know they've got a massive lead and they're happy with the product that they've got, then do they take a bit of time, take stock, you know, spend less on other innovative stuff whilst they just take advantage of the margin that they're getting on the cash cow that they've got, right, and just sit on it for a bit, you know. They, and then, because I guess, you know, even if you were to innovate, you know, it's similar to the discussion we had around the stores and, you know, who's... <laughs> You know, whose lunch are you actually taking from, right? Is it going to be taken yeah, from themselves, yeah. right? You know, is it is it something that they yeah. innovate, you know, the PSP or something? Would it actually just take away from the PS5 market and, you know, the digital version and things like that? So maybe maybe it's some yeah. of that too. You've also got to fight on the same same battlefield, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you know what I mean. The war's across a country and you're just battling for a town. Yeah. The war's lost. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's... I don't know. If you if you treat the PS5 as air superiority, maybe then you may be alright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. But it, it, it's 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 like what what is your battleground now? I mean, is you know, is it is it just the consoles or is it console and PC? Mm. Is it just about you know software? Mm. You know, what is it? Is it multiple fronts? Yeah. You know, what is it? It's uh, you know that that's the worrying thing. If they if they're banking on success being just about Console. Yeah, I think that's going to be short-lived. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, I don't think for a minute that that's what they're thinking. But you would hope not. But uh, yeah, obviously, we'll find yeah. out by you know when we um, yeah. have a further chat about it towards the end of this year. I yeah, think. I mean that's right. I mean, I, I do feel them making steps into going to PC <laughs> just shows something, and equally the amount of investment into Epic shows something else. Mm. There's a lot of things at play here. I, I kind of feel. Yeah. The other thing here is that forget about complacency. Mm. But let's just give kudos to Microsoft that they're doing a super job. Mm-hmm, they've mm-hmm. been open yeah. in terms of you know how they've um, uh, launched their Xbox Series X and S. Mm-hmm. They've they've clearly engineered a, a, an excellent product. Yeah. They've got people who leading that division who speak to gamers. If I'm being honest, yeah, yeah more so than Sony you have at the moment. Mm-hmm. No doubt about mm-hmm. that. So to your point about seeing an underdog win versus <laughs> seeing someone you know fail yeah. right maybe we should be saying well you know what the, the reason sony looks looks bad is because microsoft are being so good mm. you know what i mean mm. they're, they're doing extremely well and they're, they're pushing the right buttons here and uh long may that continue because thinking back to the the ps3 days i mean launching that so-called supercomputer that no one could afford to buy <laughs> yeah. right, and having like absolutely you know you know, no real games on it yeah. for a lot, for a while. I mean, that was that was blatant complacency yeah. and arrogance. Mm. That's what I would call it. They were a bit arrogant. Oh, you you can when you're at the top. I mean, that's what can happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just don't forget about who put you there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Who put you there? <laughs> you're a product company, and you're selling products to consumers. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're evil. Yeah, I mean, e- even with the um, the games price increase to seventy pounds, mm-hmm. I think to be honest, factor inflation in. Yeah. Factor the fact that AAA games 
are so expensive to produce these days. Yeah. I think that's a little bit, you know, inevitable. Yeah, for a, for a full game, you know, the 60, 70 mark for a on-release AAA title, I think it's, I think, I think it's, I think it's a valid thing. And especially yeah. when you then compare the content of that versus obviously free-to-play games versus microtransactions and a very different model of how to fund games and stuff, right? So, you know, I think it, I think it is. You know, the, the amount of effort that they probably have to do nowadays is, you know, should be more. Um, but then, you know, maybe part of it is, you know, maybe the discussion that we that we have at a later point around the whole engines and making it easier for games, you know, game developers to be able to produce these games, right? Um, and maybe technology yeah. improves that over time. I think that's a, that's a one that's the one danger, Al, though, that, you know, you, you'll pin a price to a certain level mm, mm. and then it never drops off because if people continue to pay for it, that's now the standard. And it, yeah. it's like the danger with, with computer hardware. Yeah, that, but, but it's, in, it's interesting, right? Because obviously when you look at Steam, then you don't have that issue, right? Because indie developers then offer up the price that they want to do. Obviously, plus plus on top of, you know, obviously Steam and Valve's cut of, of that number. But still, you know, there's there's very different offerings of price yeah. on Steam. Yeah. Yeah, but and no one's saying that every game is 70. Mm -hmm, either. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's, let's be clear on that. You know, that, I mean, that's that feels like the upper end. Yeah, it's the AAA yeah. big, big yeah. game that will do that. Yeah, 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 cor correct. I mean, there'll be games that, that aren't 70, yeah. and there'll be a games that I think the likes of Sony will, will give away. And we've mm. seen that. We've seen that already. You know, with some of the titles that they're talking about at launch, like um, Destruction All Stars, yeah. Um, yeah. Odd World, Soulstorm, you know, they, they've given that stuff away. Yeah. You know, yeah. obviously with xbox and microsoft game pass you know they're definitely i don't know about giving away but it's part of their, their offering yeah yeah i think the game preservation strategy or the lack of one mm. and no backwards compatibility for ps1 to 3 is a little bit painful yeah that that was a that was a big one for me um on deciding factors around ps3 yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they do a bit more around that mm. i think they got to get in a position where they themselves feel it's a factor. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think they feel it's a factor at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I think they're thinking full steam ahead and they're probably thinking, well, these are old games. <laughs> Who really cares? To a degree, they're right. It's not the majority of people. It's, yeah. it's the vocal It's the vocal few. Mm -hmm, the people like me that have been playing games for so long, I, I can remember these titles. I don't know. You know I, I, mean? it's, I don't know. There's still that nostalgia, um, you know, retro gaming... Yeah, you. Uh, there was a whole minis, right? Yeah, the SNES mini, yeah, the, yeah. The, the PlayStation One mini. Yeah. Although actually, the, the PlayStation One 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 wasn't that great, if I remember correctly. It was really badly optimized. If I remember. Yeah, it kind of says a lot, doesn't it? If <laughs> 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 you know what I mean. Yeah. Sony should at least think about this as is goodwill. Yeah. If you want to continue being the the products that core gamers, you know, want yeah. to own, that's one of the ways to be in that conversation. Yeah. I mean, they can't afford to yeah. be really, because like, like with these things, and I think gamers can be, you know, they'll, they'll basically, it'll be based on their, you know, they'll they'll basically protest with their wallet, you know, or they'll just go to something else, really. So, well, 
Yeah, I I know. But as soon as the next AAA title <laughs> comes out and it looks so, I mean, people may forget, right? Yeah. It's like people are still buying GPUs and CPUs for extortionate <laughs> amounts of money still. So, I mean, the likelihood of that happening mm-hmm. doesn't feel high, yeah. if you know what I mean? Doesn't feel high. I mean, I, I'm, I could be totally wrong. <laughs> but I'm secretly hoping that Sony have something up their sleeve. Mm. When it's all said and done, yeah. maybe apart from Nintendo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they are the ones with you know, a massive heritage and back catalogue. Yeah. And IP. Yeah. Yeah. Even including Nintendo, if you think about maybe the, the sheer volume of games and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm just hoping that, that they've still got something up their sleeve. They start respecting their own heritage. <laughs> you know, yeah. If not anything else, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's their, their own legacy. You know, these games are obviously not disappearing, but um, I, I just get the feeling that Sony is just more interested in the in the future versus the past. Where you know, I think they should kind of try and find a happy medium. Yeah, they should. You know, they should try to. Yeah. I think the last thing I wanted to say about the Sony, there has been this one Sony strategy mm-hmm. in the background uh-huh. for a while, yeah. and really, it, it was about breaking down the different silos within Sony yeah. and uh, getting that company back on the, the path to, to success because for a while they were looking a little bit shaky <laughs> if I'm being honest yeah. Yeah. You know, as you said earlier Sony have got a number of different business divisions they're in consumer electronics you know, not just games TVs yeah. audio equipment and the like they've got a music business yeah. they've got a film business yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure they've got some something in TV as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they've got cameras and video cameras and lenses and that sort of thing and image sensors and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you've also got the games division. And you'll laugh at this. I think in Japan, they've also got a bank. <laughs> <laughs> what? And, you know, I think I read it in one of their kind of uh, financial reports. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're fairly div- diverse it, in that regard. It, it doesn't surprise me. And that's probably where they funded the whole... Um... The epic, yeah, uh, epic games kind of side of things, but but you know, yeah. I mean that's the other sort of hidden thing is that actually a lot, uh, a lot of large corporations have a very huge finance department and financing department that's kind of hidden there, outside of their key brands. You know, they've still got a lot of actual financial stuff behind the scenes. But this thing's a real bank. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> shockingly, shockingly. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but you know, it, so they got the one Sony strategy to try and break down the silos. Yeah, and I think. I'll put it this way, right? If you think about how um, Apple basically put together, you know, iTunes. Yeah. They changed the music industry. Yeah. Basically how music is played, uh, how it's consumed and sold, mm. and generally how um, music, the music industry functions. Yeah. Now, back in the day, if you look at those different pillars, mm-hmm. there was pretty much only one other company that could have done that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was Sony. Yeah. yeah, Walkman. Yeah, they had f- a foot in the music industry, obviously consumer electronics, all of that sort of thing. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, but they yeah. they just couldn't do it. Yeah, and then Apple and iPod just took over the yeah, world. Pretty much. I mean, you know, you know, Sony were just too slow moving. Yeah, too many silos. Yeah. yeah. One of the reasons I think in the PlayStation brands has basically gone to more of a global model. Yeah. 
they've got one headquarters now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, before you would, you know, you'd hear about Sony of America, Sony of Europe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sony of Japan, you know, they're, they're a much more consolidated, I would say, entity right now. Yeah. I actually think this is a lot to do with one Sony. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, if you've been listening into what Sony and PlayStation are doing, they've, they've obviously got an Uncharted movie uh-huh. with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> They've yeah. got a Last of Us TV series yeah. with two of the actors who played well-known characters from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and the guy who's in the you know, the Mandalorian, the lead from the Mandalorian. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They've got uh, a Ghost of Tsushima. I think yeah. it's a film uh, with the, the director mm. and producer, maybe just the director from John Wick. Yeah, it's interesting they're pouring so much into that though, because yeah. the only recent sort of gaming kind of related movie or series that seemed to have done any well was The Witcher one, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Netflix, yeah. right? But what I'm trying to say here, Al, that none of this mm. is B-movie. <laughs> mm. None of this, with the people involved, is second tier. <laughs> yeah? And all of this feels like it's the different divisions within Sony mm-hmm. collaborating with one another. Yeah. Using, leveraging their IP. Mm-hmm. This is where I think some of this is coming about. Yeah. The the one Sony strategy, mm-hmm. the cross media content they're being producing now. Yeah. Even with I would say there's they're trialing this this kind of video service on PS Plus now in Poland. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, I think a couple of days ago. Yeah. And even uh, Bravia. Yeah. Bravia TVs, right? The new ones. They come with um, this video streaming service now, where you can basically stream IMAX uh-huh. video. And it's free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it just feels like they're, they're cross-harmonizing all of this sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Wasn't there also some articles recently around Netflix and um, its share price also tanking recently, I think, as well? Because um, I think they've, you know, they're, they're probably the leaders in kind of video streaming kind of services. But, um, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, kind of views that it's, it's, re- it's reached its peak. You know, people seem to be moving away from it. So then... What, what does that mean, you know? And weirdly, Sony and Netflix signed an agreement mm. for them to stream Sony movies. <laughs> I think exclusively. Yeah. And that, again, touches what Microsoft are going to be doing with Game Pass. Yeah. 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 Is this stuff really profitable? Mm. If it costs you X amount to produce a movie or a game, yeah. you have a subscription that's, you know, Y amount. Mm. How do you how do you claw back the investment? Yeah, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It's a difficult one because obviously, there's still obviously the whole movie industry, cinema industry kind of thing is still in flux with COVID, etc. Yeah. Although I've heard also HBO have backed off on the um on the you know the new Dune movie, which I think is due in 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 June, I think this year. It was already delayed, but I think they were planning to have it release on HBO HBO Max at the same time as. Yeah, at the same time as the cinemas. Well, they're probably thinking, well, people are going to start going back. Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine when no one was allowed out, but now, you know, cinemas were closed. Yeah. But now it's, you know, what's our return in investment now? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, whether the budgets will continue, right, to be the same size as they were before yeah. the movies, right? So. Yeah, correct, correct. Although Mandalorian, I think, was one of those that was actually relatively low budget in comparison to... um. Um, obviously a lot of the kind of other movies and that was obviously very successful yeah uses Unreal Engine mm, mm. As, as well and that's the thing 
I think the one thing I'll say about One Sony, it is Sony trying to come together as an organisation yeah. for better or worse. <laughs> but you're also going to see some advantages. I mean, I, I don't know if people understood this, but when the first Unreal Engine 5 demo came out and they, they were talking about being able to leverage, let's say, film or television assets, yeah. you know, for games, yeah? It's, it's a massive thing because, uh, thinking about this out loud, for a company like Sony that has, let's say, a, a foothold in, in all of these different areas, if they can leverage some of these things, yeah. that's going to have an impact. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's assuming they can make it work, right? And, and I think they're always the problem with uh, series or movies based off of a game. They've, they've not, in most cases, they've not done that well. Um, well, that's the interesting thing. Mm. And this leads me to probably my one of my last points in this section. Mm. The remake of The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Yeah. Is it a remake of the first game? Mm. Or is it something they're putting together in conjunction with a television series? Uh-huh. Yeah? yeah. Where they're going to be able to then leverage some of the assets. Yeah. That's the thing here. It and you know, I, I just kind of looking at some of this. I, I don't even call it evidence, yeah. but some of the information out there, and it, and it's kind of like a, a jigsaw. Well, you you would hope that they would do that, right? And I think this is also what I've been seeing in. But it's more the Chinese market with um, with Gen Genshin Impact and stuff like that. They've got so many collabs with you know you know other kind of media streams and you know even even with like you know you know food venues. So KFC, they were doing a collab with and. You know, doing skins and and things that were available from you know going to buy food from KFC, and that was a huge hit in China to the point at which the government, I think, needed to step in to to stop to stop people from congregating around it because of COVID COVID risks. <laughs> yeah, my God, yeah. But you know what? I will say this right. The other piece of the jigsaw is the investment mm. in Epic by Sony. Which now is about, I think, four hundred and fifty million. Yeah. They dropped another two hundred million. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I truly think that can only be about Unreal Engine. Yeah. Or part of you know a big part of it is because thinking about this, it's you know that's the glue to all of this. That is your glue. Yeah. If you want to or, kind of like use yeah. assets across the board, that's your glue. Or, or maybe it's also you know Epic Epic have been pushing their store very hard, right? So. You know, and, and, yeah, if, and if PlayStation are closing their other stores, I don't know. Maybe they offer it through that at some point. I don't think they're closing their stores out mm. because it's too profitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, however, they're not likely to expand it across the PC. Yeah, yeah. So how else would they... It's a perfect way like, in, yeah. Yeah. How else would you basically get control over what you're basically selling on PC but to have some sort of relationship? Yeah, and it would work in, obviously, Epic have thrown so much money at the store yeah um uh and um yeah it'd be interesting because because obviously by doing it another kind of and, and yeah there's a lot of kind of bad press bad sentiment as well to the whole epic exclusive of games for six months and stuff but i think people are starting to come around to it a little a little bit better because there's still you're kind of excluding yourself out of the steam market there's a lot of people that still prefer steam well yeah they they may not do that but mm. i mean my thinking still is it's about the unreal engine yeah yeah, yeah. You know, it, you know. I mean, and obviously, you know, they've they've got no Sony have got no controlling stake in 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 Epic. They've not dropped enough money for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they dropped the kind of money where you can have you know a collaborative relationship. Let's say. Yeah. 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 So I think this is largely what it's about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
And you know what? Let's conclude this section. I mean, so mm. is Sony complacent? Maybe, but equally, maybe not. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's too early to judge. Yeah, it's too early to judge. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you, Al. You know, the, the time to judge is maybe at the end of this year. Mm. Because Sony have been so silent and to a degree, I think their their approach has been let the let the other guy or guys speak first. Yeah, we'll see what they have, and then we maybe we'll counter. Mm. Yeah, and you know, don't get me wrong, I, I I don't think they've been very engaging. That part is, I think, is is definitely true. Equally, I I I don't think they've got nothing up their sleeve <laughs> that they can show. I think they've yeah. got something. You know, they're just not ready to to tell us yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking back to that um that reveal of the actual PlayStation itself, mm. PS5 itself, where for a long time, Sony were absolutely saying nothing for a long time. Yeah. Aside from the, the Mark Cerny technical walkthrough. Yeah. And that wasn't that were really well received. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm being honest for, by a typical gamer, I mean, for me, interesting, good information, but for most people, you know, what the hell is this about? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, shit, what is it? What are you talking about? SS what? <laughs> Well, there's there's a lot of memes anyway, at least coming from the back of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I found it I found it extremely informative and interesting, mm. but you know that's not for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. So I I think there's an element of that. I mean, are they evil? Well, is is any corporation evil? <laughs> Let's be honest. Every company corporation out there is after what you have in your wallet. Yeah, yeah. That is the long and short of it. And you know, got to keep these guys on in check sometimes, don't you? Yeah. And that comes down to you know please don't be a fanboy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you know be balanced with how you think about these companies they're not necessarily for you <laughs> yeah be thankful that microsoft and xbox are there as far as the consoles are concerned be thankful there is a pc master race of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you know th- these three individual groups by themselves would be unbearable yeah to deal with but together they maintain balance. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way you've got to think it, about it. You should keep them all on their toes, right? Eh? To yeah. keep new things coming out. Because otherwise, yeah. you're going to end up with, um, you know, a, an iteration of Steve for every year. That's that's all you're going to get. Stagnation. Yeah. Yeah. Lack, lack of innovation. Companies do not really for us. They are for us when they're basically being pushed to be for us. Yeah. They're not for us otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same for AMD, Intel, and NVIDIA. That's the other triangle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time will tell. Yeah, exactly. And with that said, let us move on. Okay, Al. Mm. I think our next topic is, basically, it's more about us. Mm. It's our favourite games. Yeah. It's going to let the people who listen to this podcast get to know us, if you like. <laughs> and, you know, all of the five people that may be listening to this, mm-hmm. probably including ourselves. Yep. So, you know, we're going to talk about our favourite games, our gaming moments yep. across the genres and multiple platforms mm. that we're connected to. Yeah. And I think, you know, let's just kick it off. The first genre on my list, the beat-em-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you want to start with yours, Joe? What's your, what's your favourite beat-em-up? It's just kind of quite an easy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to give two. Mm-hmm. Actually, three. <laughs> three titles. Three titles. Yeah, yeah. All right. The first title is an arcade game called Kung Fu Master. <laughs> mm-hmm. Second title 
is a game called Karate Champ. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And third title is Street Fighter 2. <laughs> yeah. All in the arcade, by the way. These are all the arcade mm -hmm, versions. Mm -hmm. um, just happy memories for me mm. when I was a kid. You know, I just remember, you know, uh, popping, you know, lots of... Um, I don't know, I can't remember what it was. It was probably 10 or 20 pence <laughs> at, the, at the time. You know, it was that, it was that long ago. Right? Yeah. Uh, in, you know, Kung Fu Master, simple, left to right, beat em up, side scroller. Yeah. Then Karate Champ, um, which if you look it up, was very much a wave the exploding fist, mm -hmm. international karate, you know, forebear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was, you know, it was, it was in existence before those guys. <laughs> You know, had a very innovative, you know, twin joystick <coughs> type of control system, and people remember it. Yeah. Great kind of two-player game, obviously. Street Fighter 2, now that's, that's got to be the, the game that reinvented the genre mm. when it's all said and done. Yeah. Every other beat-em-up that's basically been released af afterwards has used that as a, as a blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. How about yourself? Ooh, I, I've got a mix of them. So I think similarly, if I was to go... The arcade style ones, then, then yeah, definitely I would agree with you on um, on Street Fighter 2, uh, or the various Street Fighter versions, but definitely 2 uh, I'll always go back to. But then if you talk about more arcadey kind of beat em ups, the side scrolling type ones, you know, definitely played, um, oh, there was a, there was a kind of a, a Michael Jackson Moonwalker arcade thing, which I spent a lot of money on. There was a Teenage Mutant Turtles one that I played a lot on. Double Dragon on various formats, uh, whether it was Game oh, Boy or um, Double, yeah, double, double Dragon. Dragon. That's a classic. Yeah, Double Dragon. And obviously, they're, they're, you know, similar flavors, but less so. But uh, uh, Streets of Rage as well on that similar vein, uh, which I played a lot on. And, and more, and the more fighting beat em ups than, you know, obviously, you know, we mentioned Street Fighter, but I also played a lot of Tekken, uh, which is my other one uh, that I would say is my favorite ones in, in, in that kind of genre. Good choices. Yeah, I mean, I forgot about Double Dragon and stuff like Final Fight and whatnot. Yeah, it depends on how far you go back. <laughs> no, no, it does, doesn't it? I mean, like, what, what a classic game Double Dragon was. <laughs> Moving on to the next thing on my list. First-person shooters. Mm. First-person shooters. Yeah, go on, Jerry. You, you can start with your ones. So, I would name... This is quite hard, actually, because there's, there's so many, actually. Mm. That, um, so, I would name... Duke Nukem 3D, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, on the PC. Yeah. Brilliant game for its time. Halo on the Xbox. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Pretty much um, put console first-person shooters on the map. Yeah. Made them viable, actually, because before then, I mean, mm -hmm. every, you know, I just recall every other console-based first-person shooter before it was, well, pretty bloody dire. <laughs> I don't you know. know. It's not yeah, much of a memory, you know. There's a few like... popular ones, but I'll, I'll name them, but I, I did actually play them as well, but yeah, go on. <laughs> Well, and the last one. This is tough. This is actually quite tough. You know, I'm going to say Titanfall. Mm -hmm. Titanfall 2. <laughs> which I think is a hugely underrated I, uh, yeah, yeah. first person shooter. I agree with you hugely on Hugely underrated. Yeah. I think my ones, I've, I've got a lot of history with first person shooters, so um, if I was to keep it to a small number, then... Counter-Strike Counter -Strike and Half-Life. If you talk about Counter-Strike, Half-Life, the whole, oh, man. whole Half -Life grouping of those ones, yeah. right? That really, really kicked that stuff off. Yeah. And, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna mm. to add Half-Life 2 into my mm -hmm. list. Because, mm -hmm. like... And then I would say... I, did, I played, a, I, you know, all the more recent ones. You know, Apex Legends, Overwatch, I played a lot of that stuff. Um, 
And, um, oh, I, I, I had one that I was also thinking of. It was, um, yeah, I, I, I liked, I really liked Halo 1. Um, and those sorts of things. But one of my real all-time favorite FPSs was, um, was actually a free version of, um, basically Wolfenstein, I think, did, um, Enemy Territory. Uh, it was a free kind of standalone model as well. And that was, I, I, I loved that game. I, I sank so many hours into it. I need to look that up. I, I don't think I, I know Wolfenstein. Mm. I, think I don't know that version. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Really, really good. Now, moving on. How about the shoot em ups or shoot moops, whatever they call them these days? I mean, shoot moops, you know what I mean? Is that, you know, is that a real thing? But I, so I, I've kind of divided this into horizontal and vertical. Yeah. So let me start with vertical first. Yeah, vertical. I hope I've got this in the right way, but I mean, mm. alpha mission in the arcade. Yeah. Alpha mission in the arcade. And I'm going to call out a, a couple of Amiga shooters <laughs> here. Which is just, I've just got happy memories of them. Yeah. Uh, the first one is Hybris. Yeah. And the second one is the actual follow-up from the same developer, Battle Squadron. <laughs> and then for Horizontal, for me it's Thundercross 2. And this is hard actually. It's R-Type. Yeah. And Nemesis. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I was definitely call out to R-Type. Um... Uh, as one of them that we've definitely played a lot on. Uh, Contra, I think, was one of my favourites as well. Uh, Contra's um, a yeah, top game. On those ones. And there was another there was another one quite similar as well. Um, Chaos Engine, I think, is on Amiga as well. I played oh, a lot of that. game as well. Mm. Uh, and there was one game. It's kind of R-type-like as well. I'm trying to find the name of it, but um, maybe, maybe, it comes, maybe it comes to me. But um, I used to play it. Is it an Amiga? It was is another it an Amiga, Amiga game? game as well that's kind of... Um, Probably... Uh... Is it Catechus? No, it was, it was like a hybrid type one and Battle Squadron type one, going in that direction. But it was, it was Swift. more of a no, not the, not Swift. I definitely played a lot of Swift as well. <sighs> let me let me dig it out. But um, yeah, a few of those I, I quite enjoyed. Ah, that's it. Zen. I don't know if you remember it, but Zenon Two. Zenon Two. Yeah, I do remember that one. That was such a classic game. I remember. No, I do remember Zenon too. I just remember the, the bomb the base music mm -hmm. and um, the Bitmap Brothers who did that. Yeah, those games always had a really good art style. And I was gonna say whether you um, whether you would also include. Although, did we do we have a, a sports one? Okay, we do have a sports one. I'll leave. I'll leave that one for the later. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. By the way, <laughs> I was just we're thinking the same one. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought that Zenon Two was as good as Battle Squadron. Mm -hmm. That's my only thing, you know. But yeah. It's definitely a landmark game, that's that's for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So moving on, third-person action games. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I'm going to start off. Yeah. So what I'm going to call out is Uncharted 2. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uncharted 2 and Gears of War 2. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do I have a third one? Yes, I do, actually. I'm also going to call out Ratchet and Clank. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Those are my three. Oh, so I would say so. This is really difficult. And the problem is, because some of these blend into them as well, right? Because you can argue there's some that you could argue as RPGs and other things. But if you if you looked at say, so I was gonna say yes, yeah, so Uncharted for sure. And I would say uh, you mentioned Gears as well. I'll definitely do Gears. Um, but then also, if you if you argue that uh, Mass Effect is a is a third person one. Uh, then I'll add Mass Effect into that. What other third-person ones have I got? Mm, maybe some of the Tomb Raiders back in the day. 
But I think that's those are those for me for now. What am I thinking? Mm. Warframe, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you can possibly play that in. Can you play? That? You can play that in um, in first person as well. You can, but it's it's really a third person mm. connection game when it's all said and done with the melee and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could argue The Last of Us. Mm. You could argue, could argue many of the kind of like play PlayStation Sony first party exclusives actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. You know, God of War. Mm. Oh yes, that was the one. I amazing was game. Of. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider Man. You know, amazing game. But uh, I mean, I, I decided to to pick the ones that I did because of just sheer. Mm. There were certain kind of wow moments and memories I have of those games that I kind of stick with me. Yeah. Un- Uncharted is a case in point where mm. there's a level in it where you're literally being chased by this kind of attack helicopter for half the level, whatever it was, mm. and then you make your way into this building. All of a sudden explosions start kicking off and actually what's happening is the building you're in starts toppling over yeah yeah you're sliding on the floor towards a window and whatnot and you know obviously the environment's going mad and things are basically you know moving all over the place yeah and that sort of thing really didn't happen in games up until that point as much as i can remember mm-hmm. you know those kind of you know that style of set piece was amazing mm. you know so there's so many. Yeah. There's so many. Oh, I've just had a few that just kind of come to mind as well. Back on, actually going back a step back onto the first person shooters. We didn't, we didn't even talk about Call of Duty and Battlefield. There's like, like loads yeah. of those ones which I uh, kind of enjoyed. Maybe not so much yeah. the more recent modern iterations, but the, the previous ones. The, the original Call of Duty 4, which I think was the original, the very first modern warfare one. Going even further back, you could say... The first Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Doom. Yeah. Shock and all moment. Yeah. Well, Unreal, Unreal, <laughs> Unreal tournament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What a classic. Or have you played basically? I think it was based on the um, the id engine. Mm. It was Heretic or Hexen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Classics. So, Al, the next thing on my list here is overhead action games. Mm. I'm gonna let you go first this time, actually. Yeah, yeah. I know you've put there as an example. Yeah, you know, the sort of Diablo type uh, action game. Yeah, I think definitely mm. Diablo two for me was a was a huge one. Like a other kind of overhead action or if you if you treat them as hack and slash type games, then maybe um what else we got? You could argue it it, it depends if you want to classify it, but all, all those kind of like Zelda um type ones, right? So if you think of yeah, Wind fair, Wind Waker cool. yeah, I would I would go for Ocarina of Time is always a, a fan favourite. Um, I actually really like the Game Boy one, if I remember, um, uh, linked link to the past, I think it was. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but I think it was that one. That's a fair shout, actually. Mm. For me, because I can't remember much about Diablo 2, <laughs> for me it was Diablo 3. Yeah. Also, just remember Gauntlet. Oh yeah, classic, yeah. Yeah, classic arcade game. And you might say that that was the daddy of a lot of these mm. things. Yeah, and the other arcade games that that really springs to mind is Ikari Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a weird kind of eight-directional joystick yeah. control. Yeah, yeah, another classic that one. There was one more I wanted to call out actually, and I actually can't remember. It. <laughs> Do you remember which platform it was on? No, my mind's gone a blank <laughs> at the moment. Cool. Well, maybe we can come back to it. Mm, we'll have to actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so next item on the list, racing. Yeah, so this one's a... If I, if I was to go first on this one, I've got an interesting mix of these ones. So for, for sure, I mentioned before Gran Turismo, for sure, for me. 
But then if I was to talk about the other ones, um, if I go to the classic kind of ones, um, one of my favorites was actually Supercars 2. I, play, I played that one to death. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember Supercars 2. And then maybe I would throw in um, something like a, like a Forza or a Ridge Racer, more arcade more arcade style. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Good calls. Definitely good calls. I'm going to, like you, I'm going to give a shout out to the first Gran Turismo. Hmm. Because that was a game where I, you know, I think it was on PS1, right? Mm. The first PlayStation. Mm. And I thought to myself, wow, why does this look almost photorealistic? <laughs> yeah. At the time, there weren't many racing games like it. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't really what I'd call like many racing yeah. game simulators. Yeah. The other game that I would call out is Lotus Challenge, Challenge. on the Amiga. Yeah. Classic. Top game. Yeah. Really, really good game. You know, for its time, obviously. Yeah. Oh, and I, I've just spotted two on my list that I didn't, that I didn't cover, but you, you've got to have a Mario Kart in there somewhere. And, and yeah, I, and my, definitely And one of my favourites is the Snares one. Yeah, and then, that's everybody's favourite. Yeah, and then jumping forward, actually Wipeout 2097 on the PlayStation 1. Yeah. Love that game. Yeah, I'd agree with Wipeout. F-Zero as well mm. on the GameCube. Mm, mm. That version of F-Zero, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that one for the arcade? Oh... Yeah, wasn't it Sega were the big ones in that, wasn't it? So was it Sega, Sega kind of racing? I can't remember. I don't think I'm... Yeah, yeah. Sega Rally. That was it, yeah. Oh, they just, like, obviously there's the dirt stuff, but Colin McRae, I played... <laughs> I played these kind of rally games in the past, yeah. But I think the big moment for me in, in, in the arcade was probably OutRun. Mm, mm, mm. You could forget OutRun, right? Yeah. Oh, and it depends if you include it, but um, something like... Um, I don't know what genre it goes into, but Afterburner, if you're really talking about arcade. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, for, I don't know, for, I don't know what you call it, like, plain <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, you weren't really chasing anything apart from getting through the levels. Yeah. <laughs> so next thing on the list, mm. platform gaming. Um. Yeah, I see you separated the 2D and 3D ones. Um, yeah, I decided to do that because mm. I, just, I just felt there's, there's such a, you know, a wealth of games in this yeah. genre. I, yeah, I mean, my 2D one is out-and-out favourite is um, Super Mario World. I, I, I love that game. I, I, I play that one to death. Is that the SNES one? Yes, yep, 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 yep. And then the rest of the 2D ones, I've, I've probably dabbled a lot less in, um, but I would always go, you know, any sort of main 2D one, I would, I would almost always go back to um, uh, to Super Mario World. Definitely a top game. I did play it, but I didn't play a lot of it. <laughs> For me, 2D-wise... I need to think about this very carefully. <laughs> yeah, here's my answer to this one. Platform game, Rainbow Islands. Mm. Yep. And the first Ghost and Goblins. I'm going to call that out. <laughs> For me, that was just, I just remember that game, you know, I think I was so wowed in by that game and so in awe of it. It's just like, <laughs> it had to be said there. Mm-hmm. And if there's one more, I to think very carefully about this one. Feel I want to say Turrican 2. I'm gonna kind of like um, discuss that later on. Mm. But I think the game that I will probably surprisingly call out is Robocod. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you because know, because I, I just don't know what it was about that mm. game. I mean, it, I mean, it's not every it's not for everybody, right? And to be honest, it was a blatant ripoff of a number of different platforms. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I just I've just got these memories of it. The graphics and the looking, mm. the look, the feel. 
it was very playable, and it just had the jo- it had the jokes right. It was just it was just yeah, and yeah. taking references right. from so many other different things. Yeah, that's it. That's, I think that's what I really liked about because yeah. there was just so many references, and it was a bit of a rip off. Mm. I mean, and be honest, but you know that that's what I kind oh, of mostly liked about that's it. That's just that's just triggered other memories in in my head now of like Earthworm Jim and. Um, and then things like that as well. Yeah, yeah, Earth, <laughs> Earth, Earth, Earthworm Jim, you know, definitely another great example. <laughs> yeah. Now moving on to 3D platform games. Mm. Yeah, for me, interestingly, I think for the 3D platformers, I would say, actually one of my favourites was actually a, um, Mario Sunshine on the GameCube. I, I played that a I lot. I had that, mm. I had that as well. Mario Sunshine. Yeah. I'm going to say... The first 3D Mario mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on uh, in 64. The 64, yeah, that was it, yeah. Because it just made such an impact. It just changed the way. The Wii one was really good as well. Was it Galaxy? Yeah, Galaxy. Yeah. Galaxy was definitely good, but the first N64 one mm. was just such a... It was a bit of a genre-defining yeah. game, to be honest. Yeah. And then beyond that, this is a hard one, actually. I'd have to put Ratchet and Clank there. Mm-hmm. I would. Because, you know, that style of cartoony platforming game, that's, that's how I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've not actually played many 3D platformers. I'm wondering, in actual fact, is Uncharted really <laughs> a 3D platformer? Yeah, it kind of depends if you want to call it 3D. This is the thing, third-person 3D action game, adventure game. Yeah. Or, you know, because I, I was also thinking... Um, there's some kind of similar ones that you could you can argue that were in there as well. Oh, I've just I've just realised there's one completely missing now that I think about the action games. Metal Gear Solid. Oh, <laughs> that is such a classic game. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, actually, yeah. that is a classic. Three mm. D platform was done. Mm. Sports games. Ooh. This is actually quite easy for me. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest. Yeah, go, yeah. go for it, Jim. In no real order. Mm-hmm. Hypersports mm-hmm. in the arcade. Yep. Don't know if people remember that. <laughs> then for pure impact, Kickoff 2 mm-hmm. on the Amiga. Mm-hmm. And then again for impact, the first Pro Evolution <laughs> Soccer. <laughs> and I think it was on PlayStation because that, yeah. you know, that, that basically showed how, how you should. a modern day yeah. football game could be done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. I think back then it was like FIFA had the had the lead and then Pro Evo was the only one that came out to challenge them and that really shook up FIFA because FIFA was oh, yeah, really yeah. stagnant at that point and then it really massively improved on both sides for for many years off the back of Pro Evo coming onto the scene so I, I definitely had Pro Evo on my list yeah yeah Pro Evo was basically the, the leader for many years and it was just the game the go-to football game mm. for many people yeah it was definitely yeah. how about you Al um I was going to add whether, um, <laughs> so it depends if you include um, some strange ones that I've got. So I had things like, um, if you consider it a sport, uh, I had the SNES. It was more of the casino kind of thing. It was Vegas Stakes. I played that to death. <laughs> but it depends on what genre you kind of stick that into. <laughs> what, a, a gambling simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I suppose for some people that is a sport. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, I would say uh, so. I did. I did mention Pro Evo already, and then maybe something like oh, there's some really strange ones. Like I, I have on my list in here um, because I don't know where it kind of sits. But things like Guitar Hero. Whether you consider that a sport? 
and obviously the Wii Sports games as well. They were all um, pretty good um, kind of games. Yeah, Wii Sports. I could. I think I'll accept Wii Sports. Mm. Guitar Hero. <laughs> that's more like a a rhythm game, isn't mm. it? Yeah, or and maybe if I was to think about, if I was to think of really pure sport games that I've been playing, it it you know it would be the Fifas, it would be the Pro Evos, and then maybe arguably on the Game Boy, something like Mario Golf. I played. Yeah, I played yeah, to death. Right. Mario Golf. Yeah. 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 Top game, Mario Golf. No doubt about that. Yeah, those are my ones. How about role playing, L? Oof, oof, oof. This is actually a tough. This is, this is a big one for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> for me, it just depends what the definition of role role playing is. Yeah. Because if you add, you know, if you if you consider Mass Effect more a role playing game, then I would definitely have Mass Effect in in that list. And obviously the 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 whole. Um, Skyrim, Fallout, you know those those kind of main series, and and I and I played you know a lot of World of Warcraft. If you consider role playing, but the massively online stuff, then the World of Warcraft would have been another kind of main one for me on that one. I mean, there's some role classics as well, whether you call it an RPG or not. But um, I had things like Space Crusade and Hero Quest, which I played to death. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a tough one. I mean, because um, I mean, you could even you could argue that. There, there was this um, the Boulders Gate. Yeah, Boulders yeah, Gate. Boulders Gate. Yeah, Boulders Gate. I think. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's trick. That's tricking another memory. Dragon Age, Dragon Age One. I yeah. really liked. Yeah, yeah, Dragon Age. Yeah, those for me are games. You know, when you talk about role playing, Ooh. yeah, that made an impact. GTA, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> true, very true. First GTA as yeah. well. Yeah, you know. Definitely true. It's, it's such a mixed genre, yeah. isn't it? Really. And it, you, if you then argued that you know whether the uh, kind of the Zelda Wind Wakers are RPG or or adventure, third per, yeah, third person adventure, then it's kind of in between. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I mean, I think for me, when it's when it's all said and done, it's um, in terms of impact, I'd, I'd have to say Baldur's Gate. Mm. I, I, I see neither of us have mentioned um, Destiny. No, <laughs> <laughs> Destiny's a a very decent first-person shooter. <laughs> and if Destiny was it was a bit more like uh, Warframe, then I would actually mention it. <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to mention Warframe because, like, you know, uh, you know, I think that sits quite nicely in the kind of like third-person uh, mm. action game grouping. But you know, yeah. oh, where would you put? So here's a, here's one game that I've actually played that is probably more of a guilty pleasure, but that's been there for some time. But The Sims, you know, do you consider that an RPG? I reckon I'd have to. <laughs> you know, I, I reckon I have to. I mean, at a certain level, you could say every game is a role-playing mm-hmm. game. Yeah. But um, my, my view is any game where you do a lot of character development. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and where, where that seems to be the, the main pillar of the game. Yeah. You know, developing that character. And you could argue Diablo mm-hmm. in that, from that perspective. Yeah, it's quite an interesting one. When I think role playing, I I do think the old school kind of Baldur's Gate, mm. maybe Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. yeah is worth a shout. There's so many noteworthy mentions you could have here. Yeah, this is definitely a very broad category. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Now the next category, <laughs> that's less generic yeah. and much more specific, mm. is real time strategy. Yeah, RTS. Do, do you want to go first on this one, Joe? I can go first on this one. <laughs> this is actually quite easy for me. Mm-hmm. It would be 
the first Dawn of War, mm. because, you know, before that game came out, RTSs were less, you know, fast-paced. Mm-hmm. And I think to a degree, much less visceral. Mm. This was a much faster paced real-time strategy game. Yeah. Very visceral. Didn't really allow you to turtle, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. The second one is probably something that's the exact opposite mm-hmm. to Dawn of War. And one of the reasons I built one of my PCs at the time, mm-hmm. Supreme Command. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah. yeah. Classic game. What a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, what a, I mean. It's not everybody's cup of tea because it's it's you know it's so time-consuming, big. It's not you know it's not necessarily quick to play. Mm-hmm. But what a game and, and what technology underpinning it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the last the last one I will mention is actually Homeworld. Hmm. Interesting. First Homeworld. Yeah. What a you know really different sort of kind of RTS experience mm-hmm. and quite cinematic. I, d- I don't know if many people pick up on this yeah. Homeworld came out long before the Battlestar Galactica series, the, the, the newer one, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But just listen to the music mm. in Homeworld, then listen to the music in Battlestar. Mm-hmm. Very, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if one one inspired the other. <laughs> no, it, no doubt so, they would have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so similar. It, it, you know, it's so similar. You know, in its in its tone and whatever else, right? That I think I can't believe one didn't basically kind of inspire the other. Yeah. And Homeworld came first. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And a noteworthy mention mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to Command and Conquer Generals. Yep. Yeah, that would have been that would have, that's that's top of my list. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very PC these days, Generals, <laughs> but you know, it's not it's definitely noteworthy. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely have CNC generals and the whole the whole Command and Conquer series. I think in yeah, general yeah, has been yeah, really good, right? Definitely, definitely. I think mean, I I was definitely introduced to it through the original Command and Conquer and Red Alert, and now I would say things like uh, Warcraft Three. But I would say that I, I actually didn't play much of Warcraft Three, and it was more the Dota oh, kind of angle onto Lord. it. Um, How the hell did I not say Warcraft? <laughs> yeah. One of my all-time most mm. favourite games, you know. <laughs> and it's it's probably one of these things, right, where I kind of think of it as, yes, it's an RTS, mm. but it's also part role-playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you know what I mean. So how did I not even think of that? Yeah, because it's a mix of those ones um, that are in there. And it's one of the first to do that, mm. actually. One of my other favourites was actually, um, there was a Star Wars Empire at War was actually one of my favourite RTSs as well. They used to play a lot on. Um, you mentioned Supre- that thing's yeah. Yeah. yeah still going on a mod scene Empire War. yeah you mentioned Supreme Commander but I would say the iteration the, the sort of original before that was um, um, I don't know if you remember that series but Total Annihilation, Annihilation. oh I love yeah, that yeah I do, I do <laughs> yeah I do remember it and, and I would say the one RTS that and actually the main game that I started off my kind of multiplayer journey and online journey uh, was a game called Mech Commander, like like many many years yeah. ago. I played yeah, yeah, that I one that. insanely enough. I remember that, but it wasn't classic RTS because it was you don't. There's less building. There's no there's no real construction. You just controlled one or two there. So it's it's there's an RP. There's a kind of a role playing element to that one. Yeah, I mean that 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 saddens me a little bit because I think the the newer RTS games mm. kind of focus less on, on the building. Mm. But, you know, that's what I kind of found extremely satisfying about RTS games. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So, you know, it's, it's, it's well, a it shame was, that's no I mean, that's what happened with Dawn of War, right? From one all the way to two and three. Yeah, yeah. That was a huge, that yeah. was, you know, I am sad to see the, the way that Elwyn has shifted because, because yeah. like you, I think one I of mean, my favourites was Dawn of yeah. War 1. Yeah, even Dawn of War was less about the base building and more about mm. exploring the map, as it were. Yeah. But at least it had base building. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the other one of, of noteworthy mention, although I, I didn't actually play it, you know, but Starcraft. Um, obviously, oh, it's a... <laughs> can I forget Starcraft? Oh lord, they're all Blizzard. Yeah, blizzard like... <laughs> yeah it's it's an- annoyingly there's just too many games. That's the that's the biggest problem in this kind of whole exercise. You know what I mean? Like you know, like too many games. Yeah, 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 yeah. The next item on the list is kind of strategy, and and again, this is this is a very mm. very generic broad category. But one of the reasons I kind of listed this is so I could mention just one game mm. and that would be Championship Manager <laughs> you were, you were, yeah yeah that, that is yeah. such a time sink <laughs> yeah that's the reason I said mm. let's talk about strategy games because of that game you know what I mean it's, uh, I think it's called something else now mm-hmm. but I mean that game you know I sunk so many hours into it yeah. I mean it's just one of those games I just I, I remember like sitting down with that game <laughs> in the morning yeah. literally as soon as I got up <laughs> I think it was in second year university. Yeah. And then, must have eaten once, <laughs> right? And then the whole kind of day went, literally went, yeah. and it was time to go to sleep. <laughs> you know, and I ate once, and all I did was play that game. <laughs> what a top game. Yeah. I, and I've got an interesting one, I think, in this strategy category as well, which is a bit more... I mean, you could argue maybe it fits into one of the other ones too, but it's one of those It's a bit more grand... And it's not, I guess, I mean, you could argue there's some other ones that are arty. Oh, I've just, I just remembered, you know, obviously the, I, I've been playing Civ and things like that, but, you know, Stellaris and a few other ones, which are pretty oh, huge, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But, but I would argue those are slightly more RTSE or grand strategy, as they call them. Um, but then I was thinking, stuff. yeah, yeah, exactly. So if we, if we have a 4X category, then maybe oh, those yeah, ones yeah. into there. But then well, we can, we can use, hmm. we can use this for 4X out. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. No harm. And, but then I was thinking actually something a bit more classic. Um, that came to my mind was um, Syndicate. As a- yeah, Syndicate! <laughs> top game, top game. And then, if you think about the way that that is shaped, I consider that is very XCOM y and, and all that sort of stuff, right? So, yeah, yeah. XCOM. Mm. I'd, I'd even put, I quite like Galactic Civilizations <laughs> and Sins of a Solar Empire, <laughs> which is a 4X mm. kind of mad, kind of RTS ish kind of light strategy game. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, like, we're coming across as real kind of gaming geeks here. <laughs> No matter games you played, I mean, like, there's, there's no, there doesn't seem to be any limit. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on from genres. Mm. And I'm sure there's lows that we've missed that we can maybe talk at the tail end of this. Yeah, right? yeah. Let's talk about platforms yeah. now consoles and computers and whatnot mm. right so the first thing on my list and it's, it's in no real order it's just the you know what what came into my mind at the time when i was structuring this thing is is snares mm. now I, I never really owned the snares mm. i kind of had one for a while because i a mate borrowed it onto me for yeah. for a while and we had access to one in uni and whatnot but for me the snares was all about two games mm. the first game for me was Street Fighter yeah. 2. Yeah. And the second game was Mario Kart. Mm. Yeah. And I know some people, you know, will talk about 
Super Mario World, and, and yeah. definitely you know noteworthy. But that was what it was all about for the SNES. Yeah, I gotta agree with you on the the Street Fighter Two kind of stuff, and I've already mentioned the um, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World, <laughs> Vegas State yeah. for me. Um, one other one that was quite interesting for me on that was um, I think Star Star Fox. I think was the very first kind of three D. Yeah. 3D kind of game that was really coming out, um, and I think they were pushing it uh, from a boundaries kind of perspective. Yeah, use that FX. Yeah, that was it. That was it. They yeah. To call, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Interesting, interesting stuff. I mean, what they could do with the uh, consoles yeah. at that time, and then Mega Drive mm. is even more loose because you know I I had very little access to the Mega Drive. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm being honest. I, I think same for me on that one. So I was a SNES. I, I definitely grew up as a SNES um, rather than uh, with a Mega Drive. And obviously yeah. friends would have a Mega Drive as well. So, you know, we'd, we'd obviously spend time at each other's place to uh, to play the different platforms. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but for me, on the Mega Drive, it was Sonic. Mm. It's an easy pick, right? I mean, Sonic was a mascot. Yeah, yeah. Sonic was like, it was a platformer, but not as we knew it. Yeah. Because like, let's be honest, most platformers worked and were designed very much like a Super Mario <laughs> yeah, they all, at that time. I mean, like, yeah. really, they, they kind of all did that. They all kind of went at the same pace, mm-hmm. you know, pickups, you know, same sort of thing. But Sonic was unique in terms of the, that additional speed it brought to the game. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Def- definitely. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And I think with Mega Drive, I think if anything that I would have played on there would have been stuff like Street, Streets of Rage, really. Yeah, those sorts of games. Yeah, that Streets of yeah. Rage, very noteworthy. Yeah. But the other thing was, because back, back then, I used to love my shoot-em-ups, mm. yeah. And it was Thunder Force. Mm. I think it was Thunder Force 2 mm. on Mega Drive. And I thought, wow, looks better than anything that I've played on, you know, other platforms. <laughs> and I said, wow, this is actually very impressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now moving on, to, and this is this is a kind of personal favourite sort of category: sixteen-bit computers. And really, I'm thinking Amiga and Atari. <laughs> I never owned an Atari ST, so we can, you know, mm. unless you did, out, we can just totally ignore that. Yeah, I, I, I had a good um, friend. I used to play the Atari uh, kind yeah. of games on, but most, I mean, you know, I spent most of my time on my on the Amiga I had. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, a a much beloved machine, mm. and unfortunately. You know, a bit mismanaged, mm. and maybe that's another talking point for us. <laughs> but for me, on the Amiga, and there are so there are so many mm. noteworthy games here. I think it has to be Turrican Two for me, mm-hmm. and then Speedball Two. Yep, yeah. Oh, that was the one I was going to mention in sports. I completely forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, thought you, I was going to do. I thought you were going to do it because we were talking about the, yeah. you know Xenon Two and yeah. Bitmaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've already mentioned Kickoff. Mm. So I'm gonna have to mention sensible soccer. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. then, then, then this, I was, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's so tough, isn't it? As really? soon as you mentioned it's that, like, it's like then goes on to you know Cannon Father and, and all the other yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so many, so many, right? Yeah. And the last game I will mention on Mega is really the first Shadow of the Beast. Mm. And I'm not gonna. I'm not mentioning it because it was actually a good game. Because the reality is, it wasn't a good game. Yeah. But it made such an impact on me. Yeah. You know the the music. I just re- I still remember the music. Yeah. You could hum it, and I I just remember the first levels, parallax scrolling. You know, for its time, it just looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, it just looked beautiful. Yeah. It you know it was a cyberpunk 2077 of its day. Yeah. 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 That's that's how you need to think about it. Yeah, yeah. I think my 
my kind of other ones, I, I mentioned already quite a few on uh, on the ones earlier, but you know, the the Supercars 2, um, one that I didn't mention that I completely forgot was Golden Axe. Actually, I played a lot of Golden oh, Axe Golden on, Axe. on on Amiga. Um, syn- brilliant, brilliant on Amiga, yeah. actually. Syndicate I mentioned, Afterburner I mentioned. Um, one other classic, I don't know if you ever played this one, but IK Plus I played to death. Yes, IK Plus, brilliant game, brilliant game. <laughs> You know, I wish I could name them all, right? <laughs> There's just so many. Okay, plus brilliant, yeah. <laughs> Especially, you know, the you know the groin hit. <laughs> if you remember that, yeah. the, the sound they made, what a classic! <laughs> yeah. So many games, good games on that machine. No doubt about that. Yeah. Time to move on to PC. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, even harder. Yeah. Just as hard, I think. You're doing it first, just as hard. Yeah, I'm gonna try and go first. I, I just, this is actually almost impossible. Yeah, because it's been there for so long. You'd almost have to. We'd almost have to do it by, you know, like by by decade. I think is you. Yeah, no, you, you would have to do it by decade, wouldn't you? I mean, like, mm. but I'm gonna say I'm going to say Duke Nukem 3D, mm-hmm. and the reason I say this is because there was so much hype about Quake at the time. Mm. But for me, Duke Nukem 3D was the superior game. Yeah, you know, maybe the technology. You know, wasn't as good. It you know, it certainly wasn't you know the the full three D environment that maybe Quake was. <laughs> but it was just a much better experience. Yeah, yeah. The second game I'm going to mention is Half Life Two. Mm. Yeah. Because that was one of the first moments I had in a video game where you had kind of like a moment in it where you thought that's so clever <laughs> and it wasn't about the technology yeah it was the scenario they put you in yeah. i don't know if you remember the, the training um mission mm. where you had that that giant robot yeah you could um move objects around and mm. chuck things and all that kind of stuff right that was you know very very clever yeah and then the first crisis mm-hmm. oh yes yeah even though it was more or less impossible to play <laughs> On any PC at the time, yeah. right? That game was so impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was a little bit underrated as a game as well. It, it was, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I do think that. I mean, it was just not only about the technology. It was an underrated game. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed Crisis a lot, both the single player and the multiplayer. Uh, so it was, a, it was a great game, as far as I could, you know, for the amount of time I'd spent on it. And the last game I'm going to mention, Warcraft 3. Hmm. <laughs> because as an RTS, I think that really, it had a bit of a story to it, you know what I mean? I thought to myself, well, this, this is a story that I kind of, you know, I'm interested in. <laughs> it's an, and it's, um, it's an RTS, and that's the, you know, the first time in, I think, in an RTS that I saw some real kind of role-playing elements yeah. to it. Yeah. And the, the whole kind of world and what they created was so impressive. Yeah, just, exactly. It was... So impressive. The lore, the ca- the character building, it was huge, yeah. right? It, it was, yeah. And then you know, it, then obviously, then spawned World of Warcraft and all the other stuff off it. So yeah, so, so important. Um, you know, kind of defining um, that platform, really. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think if there's some some modern picks. Mm. I'm sure there are quite a few, but um, it's something that really really sticks out. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yeah, nothing sticks out. Mm. I think I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to leave it at that. Yeah, those are gonna definitely be my picks. Yeah, I think for me for PC, I think you've already mentioned it, but you know the Half Life One and Two for me, mm. definitely, definitely, you know, kind of really defining. And I would say on the similar vein, 
things like Portal then made a huge, you know, huge yeah. kind of step forward on what on what um you know what they could do with um uh, the technology and the ideas and some of the concepts, which is a bit more kind of new and new thinking. And similarly, Crisis, yeah, that was a that was one of those that really did push your PC. So you'd have you'd have to you know spec it correctly, um, or you know um, just expect it to fry your <laughs> your CPU and GPU, you know, during that time. The old classics, the things like Mech Commander, I you know I I I, I loved that game uh, back in the day. And then yeah, you know, the Command and Conquer stuff, I think, was predominantly a PC. I mean, I guess most of the RTSs were predominantly PC, and they kind of still are, I guess. You could probably get RTSs on console because I think that was the shift as well, wasn't it? I think Red Alert, yeah. Red Alert Three, I think was the first one that was kind of like on console as well. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I kind of that was the one that was actually quite cutscene heavy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And there's just you know, just other games like um, you know World of Warcraft. I think was so MMO kind of genre defining. I guess you could argue you you know I play I play Dota and and the sort of the MOBA kind of scene, but you can argue League of Legends and things like that have been quite, you know, you're pretty significant in that kind of space as well. Uh, what was it? Ultimate Online. Eve. Eve. Yeah, yeah. Eve, I guess, is probably, if you were to argue full MMO type stuff, I don't think it's on any other platform. Eve. Yeah. Eve, really impressive. Mm. No doubt about that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, those are my kind of PC picks, I think. Because I've covered most of them on the other ones. And the next one, PlayStation. Mm. So I'm, I'm gonna say, obviously, Uncharted Two. Yeah. Yeah, Uncharted Two. Just because, before that game happened, there was very little on PS3 that you would say is not worthy in terms of mm. what does this hardware do? Yeah. What can it do? Yeah. You know? But that was extremely not worthy. Yeah, and it spawned the whole yeah. franchise from that. So yeah. Yeah. I would also say the the first Last of Us. Mm. Again, extremely noteworthy. Yeah. Oh. Not on the PlayStation. Yeah. There was quite a few others. It's um, damn, it's hard. Yeah, because a lot of them are kind of big, big IPs. There's so many games that we would have played over the time. It? Yeah, there's so many, right? Yeah. I mean, I think for for my ones, I've got the the whole, obviously the Wipeout series, but I think one of the main things with the PlayStation One kind of introduced me to was. Um, the Final Fantasy series, you know, Final Fantasy yeah, Seven, Nine, Nine is my old is my all time favorite of the of the Final Fantasies. Um, Metal Gear Solid. Um, I've got to mention Metal Gear yeah. Solid because that on PlayStation One, Whew. yeah, Ooh, yeah, was just absolutely amazing. So many, so many kind of new idea, new thinking, you know, crazy moments yeah. in that. I, I do you remember that that boss fight in it where the guy's a telepath. Oh, Psychomantis. <laughs> yeah, Psychomantis. So he's basically reading your mind. You know, whatever you do, yeah. he knows your moves. And the way to basically get past that level was to actually what swap controllers or something. That's right. Yeah, move it onto the um, the second slot. Yeah. yeah, and that was just so. It just so. I mean, it was a it was a silly thing, right? But it was just it, so. Clever. There was some really clever stuff as well. I remember. Um, yeah. It would also. It would read off your memory card because that was back then. You had to your save games were on the little memory cards that you had to put on the yeah, front, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And he would yeah. he would read that you know you were playing X, Y, and Z game. So he would actually read, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he would tell you. So you could like I could read. You basically the whole point is he could read yeah. your mind, but then he could also tell yeah, you what yeah. was on your um, on your machine. <laughs> 
Yeah, correct. And there's other bits like as well. Um, I think in in that one as well. In in the very beginning, I think that you get you to enter in the the codec um, kind of frequency, and the only and, way yeah. to get it was either you had the manual or it was on the back of the box or something. I can't remember. I can't remember which one it was, but it was, you basically needed to have the physical case on the manual to get to the re- correct frequency because it says refer to you know, back of the case or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I just remember, I just remember the music as well. Mm, mm, the music, my god! <laughs> All these memories are flooding back now. <laughs> just remember that game, and I thought, oh my god, that what a game mm. that was! Do you remember Devil May Cry? Oh, yeah. The first Devil May Cry. Yeah. My god, the first Devil May Cry. Yeah. What a game! Great you know game. I mean? You know the the look and feel of that thing, and you know the the combat system. Yeah. And I think really it could go on and on, right? Mm. The first God of War. Parking aside 2 and 3, right? Mm-hmm. The first God of War with the opening sequence with those Hydras. Before, games weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't have this uh, massive set piece right at the start of the game. Yeah. These massive set pieces would happen quite far far into the game, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the violence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. taking violence to a whole new level here, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then one of my... I, one of my favourite memories as well was also... Um, is on PlayStation Three, but he- Heavy Rain. Um, oh, Heavy, yeah. That was really good. That was so. That was so unusual. That game. Yeah, it's because it was. It's that mix of movie game movie type thing where you're kind of just influencing the the changes in it. So yeah, it was. It's very different kind of interactive gaming versus you know. Yeah, which genre would you put that one in, right? So <laughs> very difficult, mm. right? Very difficult. I mean, I, I do. I do wonder, like, if the if the PS4, we've seen less of that. Mm-hmm. I'd have to sit down and think about it. I mean, I kind of doubt we have, but I mean, I I just feel that the the first party games are, are less. Yeah. They feel kind of as if they're less innovative. Mm-hmm. They all seem to be, you know, third person action or adventure games. Yeah. Have, have you know what I mean? Yeah. But maybe they also spent more time on focusing on PlayStation VR and things like that on on PS4. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. Sony doesn't have infinite resources, no way. Yeah. 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 One more game I'll kind of pin down on the PlayStation was uh, Tekken 3. Yeah. Tekken 3. My god, that game. What an amazing game. Yeah. In terms of a beat em up. I played that game to an inch of its life. <laughs> Alright, before we, we kind of like go too far PlayStation, because that could be another whole podcast by Indeed. itself, obviously. Nintendo. Mm. What I'm going to say in Nintendo is like, I, for me, it's going to be Metro Prime. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Top game i mean yeah obviously i played that on the gamecube when i had my gamecube and i still mm. got my gamecube but that's in cold storage at the moment mm-hmm. it's gonna be f-zero mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially on the gamecube the gamecube version of f-zero for me an astounding futuristic racer yeah i think better than wipeout mm-hmm. in my view mm-hmm. well it, its pace was actually quicker i think on, on f-zero it's amazing yeah. yeah it's amazing i would say any of the mario karts mm-hmm. and is there any more in that I'm trying to think this through. <laughs> I don't think so, Al. Mm. Because obviously I'm, I'm not a Switch player. Yeah. And I would lo- I'd love to be, but I'm not a Switch player. So whilst I had, a, I had a Wii for a while, I didn't really much care for that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, again, there were some good good titles on that. But yeah, I mean, some of the old school Nintendo stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, you know, I yeah I mentioned it earlier, but, you know, obviously the Zelda, the Zelda series, those ones. Yeah, Zelda. Wind, Wind Waker, I think, was, was really great for me. Um, really enjoyed that one. 
you, you've already mentioned the Mario Kart, so I've, I've mentioned it already. Super Mario World, definitely for me, and uh, Mario Sunshine. Oh, one of the things that was missing, and maybe on the fighting one, is like Smash Smash Brothers uh, Melee. Oh, yeah, 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 Smash Brothers. Yeah. At least you didn't say Killer Instinct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that, you know. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like Nintendo, another company with, with a massive kind oh, of like amount of IP. Actually, I tell you what, one of the things I've probably forgotten about completely is the fact that you know I played, I played, I played the Pokemon games on the on the small, you know, on the Game Boys as well, the Game Boy Advance and big IP. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's oh, actually those all those games they had on the DS. I don't know how many of those kind of touch touch kind of games. There's rhythm games, Professor Layton. You know, there's a whole yeah. bunch of stuff that was on the on the DS that was uh, that was really interesting. The detective interesting. series, mm. whatever it was. Yeah, there was um, uh, Phoenix Wright and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a crazy amount of games, really. Yeah. I mean, an IP that Nintendo have, but mm, mm, mm. you can't name them all. Yeah. Now the the Xbox. Mm. Now this should be quite easy. Yeah. And for me, it's just Halo. Mm. Yeah. And maybe maybe get gears, yeah. but Halo's my number one. Yeah, that is a truly seismic game. The the music of Halo, yeah, iconic. The gunplay, yeah, I, I still amazing. have loads of memories of Halo One. Absolutely enjoyed yeah. that game. I mean, some people knock the story, you know, with mm. the flood and all of that, but I I thought it that story was yeah pretty darn good. Mm. Basically, you know, set the template for how all console shooters. First version should should be basically done. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm similar on that one. So yeah, the Halo, the the Gears of War, um, and I would say if anything, just just for competition, Forza, um, you know, pushing it to Gran Turismo uh, and things like that. Oh yeah, they they they're actually number one now mm. in, in my view. I mean it's close, but you know I think I think they're number one. Doesn't what they've been doing. Yeah, yeah. Though the other game that I actually made an impact to me, do you remember Panzer Dragoon? Yeah, yeah, I've, 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 I don't think I've yeah. ever played it, but I've, I've definitely seen it. I think. Yeah, the 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 one on the first Xbox for me that was that was actually mm. quite impactful. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we should talk about Sega. No, actually, we will talk about Sega. We, well, I mean, we touched on the Mega Drive, but um, yeah, yeah. Sega for me, Space Harrier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people remember that, right? Um, mm-hmm. Virtual Fighter Two. Ooh, yes, yeah, yeah. Top top game that. Top top game. Yeah. And what's the last one I will pick out? Oh, I just realised something now that we've mentioned Sega, but more from the development side rather than the platform side. That's interesting. Yeah, because I was gonna say the Total War series. Oh, that is Sega, we, exactly. Isn't it? That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh my god, we've missed them in all yeah. the RTS. <laughs> that oh my god, yeah, it's too many, right? Yeah. Total War. How did we miss that one? <laughs> that. It's worth mentioning now. Hmm. That is Sega, Total War, PC gaming at its best. You know, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. And I, f- I think with Sega also, I'm going to be very specific about this one. Hmm. The arcade version of Afterburner hmm. mm-hmm. in in the hydraulic cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to kind of like name that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Simply amazing. Yeah. I'm a bit sorry about what's happened to Sega. That they, you know, obviously... Years ago, they they pulled out of the kind of console market, mm, mm-hmm. and obviously it doesn't feel like they did a company they were. Yeah. So that's a real shame. If we can go back this far, eight bit, <laughs> eight bit computers, eight bit anything. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, do you have any? Yeah, do you want to go for it? I do. Yeah. I will go first because it was like on the spectrum. There was this game. It was an arcade version, actually. Mm-hmm. It was it was Karnov. <laughs> Bit of a um, a Ghosts and Goblins type game. Mm-hmm. That's what it was on the C sixty four. The game that I I will call out would be Iridium. Mm-hmm. Basically, a, a horizontal shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, but top game. Um, probably. Probably one last game on probably on the on the Amstrad mm-hmm. that I kind of had an impact me at the time. Yeah, was a uh, sorcery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, there were there were quite a few. But I mean, I just I just remember those 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 three actually. Yeah, I mean, if anything, for me, it would be the the sort of classic Super Mario. Or actually, the one the one memory I have because I never had a NES as well was was mm. Duck Hunt. And the and the, the, the little, yeah, the little yeah, shooting yeah, yeah. thing. <laughs> Believe me, that was very impressive. <laughs> if you remember Operation Wolf, mm-hmm. that was basically based on Duck Hunt, wasn't it? Really, when it's all said and done. Well, know? I guess a lot of the the kind of those kind of shooting games. Oh yes, I, I forgot about that. Time Crisis on PS One. Crisis, oh. light gun games, <laughs> top game. Time Crisis. Do you remember that they had this? Um, think of these were Sega games. Mm. They had the one with the ninjas. Mm-hmm. Or the, ga- the they, Gaiden or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they had House of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. But Time Crisis was <laughs> a top game. Namco. <laughs> you know, basically when, when Namco was still Namco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that just triggered another memory in my head. But, the, but we're going completely off. But like Resident Evil we've not even mentioned. But Resident Evil I played on PlayStation 1 a lot. Oh, I, yeah. Horror genre. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we, we've missed Silent that completely. Hill. Silent Hill, yes. Yeah, ah! Silent Hill. <laughs> and and what's that? God, I've I've always forgotten the name now. It's a more or less a horror action game mm. with a guy in that suit. Um, which uh, which platform do you remember? Multi-platform. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, not old old, but mm. um, it'll come to me later. <laughs> But I, I just can't. Yeah, I mean horror genre. Wow. So Al, I think we we need to basically start concluding this section. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. The two other questions that I have here, mm. two other things on my list are, you know, naming of one wow moment and naming of one the biggest letdown. Oh. Oh. Hard. You and I think for this right, you can only pick one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Biggest wow moment. In my own gaming history, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, for me, and that's because I sank, I don't know how many years of my life into it, but World of Warcraft. Uh, and one of the, one of the bosses that we took down after I don't know how many months of effort, you know, that, that moment of, of succeedingly finally killing that boss with 40 other people, I, I just don't think I've ever had it, had it ever again, really. On that one, so that that's that was mine, uh, my kind of main wow moment. And actually, yeah, wow for you, World of Warcraft. Wow, it's, you know, I think it, it <laughs> it's makes very sense. apt, very apt, very apt. <laughs> uh, help yourself, Joe. Wow moment wise, I think for me would be, I think it has. I have to give it to Uncharted too. Mm-hmm. I do, because before that game came along, I didn't know that set pieces like that in games were even possible <laughs> sitting there kind of one afternoon i had this uh a friend of mine 
you know, we, we studied computer science together. He wasn't really, mm-hmm. um, if you like, into this whole gaming or technology scene the way I was. Mm-hmm. But So he, he was a very difficult, it was a hard, it was a very hard date, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I would show him stuff and he'd say, not impressed, not impressed, mm-hmm. not impressed. Mm-hmm. Uncharted at the time was the only game I showed him where he was actually genuinely impressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, right, like I said, I mean, I didn't know you could do this in a computer game, that you could have these sorts of set pieces. <laughs> you know, you could basically have a player doing what you, you know, you have the player doing at that time. And uh, that for me was a real wow moment. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Al, how about the biggest letdown? <sighs> I'm sure there'd be oh, many. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few. Um, I mean, thank, thank, oh, I think thankfully I've managed to avoid most of the kind of the ones that kind of hype and then suddenly it's just not been that great. Um, I would say my biggest letdown, and that maybe because I was growing up as well at, at the point uh, at, at, at that stage, still really, um, was I was I was I kind of pre-bought um, Die Hard Trilogy Two. Oh man! <laughs> oh my god! I mean, Die Hard Trilogy One, fantastic game. You've literally got three games in one, different genres, all of great quality, right? Well, maybe maybe less so number three, but but regardless, such a great game. Sank so many hours into that. But Die Hard Trilogy two, oh my god, that was such a horrendous buggy mess. That was just like I, I mean, after that, I just that that was the biggest letdown ever. Um, and we're about we're about to talk about some buggy messes in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, that, I think mean, that was my biggest letdown, and it probably yeah. sinks with me because it's because it's as I was growing up as well. So it was as a kid, yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, Die Hard shrunk into obscurity, <laughs> and I guess it does that because of how bad buggy mess <laughs> <laughs> people want to forget it. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, my biggest letdown was this. Um, I, I don't know if you recall this um, RTS game. I think it was twenty one fifty. This was back in the early days of three D RTSs, uh-huh, uh-huh. and there was this um, sequel to it called twenty one sixty. You know all the marketing videos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The information we got it. It just seemed totally the next big RTS. <laughs> it was almost too good to be true. Yeah, and it was obviously too good to be true, right? The graphics were amazing for its time, and I, and I convinced a number of my friends at the time. <laughs> you gotta get this game. It looks amazing. It, it's the next big RTS. Mm. Trust me. So obviously, when it came out, we all popped down to the shop. <laughs> Got our version of twenty one sixty, <laughs> and dude, it was an absolute letdown. <laughs> yeah. In terms of base building and it, the fact that it had very mm. diverse factions, that was all there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it it just felt so you know parts of it felt so underdeveloped, right? And there were certain like um, parts of the story they showed mm. on the build up to this thing. That really didn't even exist in the final game. Yeah. And it was just a... I, I don't know what happened. I mean, maybe they ran out of money or, or something. <laughs> it was it was just a, such a half-baked effort mm. compared to what it could have been. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was the most disappointing thing I've, I've, I, I recall anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think, it, I think it is as well. When you built the hype of your friends and then... Yeah. And, the, and trying to get together on, the, on those things and yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. Such a letdown, but you know, thankfully, thankfully, right? We've had Dawn of War after that. Mm. We had Supreme Commander after that. The interesting thing is, is whether, whether, whether we can avoid that. Well, I mean, I've, I've definitely not been pre-ordering games, you know, to the same extent that I probably was back yeah, back yeah, in those yeah. days. Because 
now, it's almost like you might as well wait for a review. You might as well wait for whatever yeah, buggy mess it is. It got to a point for me, right, where I was so obsessed mm. that I actually started to communicate to one of the developers <laughs> about it. Because, <laughs> like, well, why is this happening? Why yeah. is that happening? You know, yeah. like, seriously, it, was, it got a bit comical. Oh, okay. That, that, just, that just reminds me that actually... Because I played so much Mech Commander, Mech Commander 2 was, yeah, a, yeah. was another mess. <laughs> and honestly, I, I basically, at one point, I could, because you can actually mod the game, mm. at one point, I even considered modding the game myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I want to I wanna right or wrong here. This is wrong. This game should be good. <laughs> well, well that, that'll be interesting too, because it also um, goes into the next topic, um, where, where some, of, some of that actually has been yeah, happening too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure... <laughs> I don't know if you remember also Supreme Commander 2. Mm-hmm. And again, that that would have been my, my second letdown. Mm. That was such a Ooh. a scaled-back version of the first game. I, I, was gonna give I you, really didn't like yeah, it. I was going to give you Crisis 2 as well. Uh, yeah, don't, yeah, I know about yeah. Crisis 3 was much better. Than, mm-hmm. But Crisis, yeah. Scaled-back, built for console. It didn't even look as good as number one. That was the thing. That was that was the that was the disappointing part. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. Can you believe it? And Al, with that said, I think it's time to move on to our next topic. Cool. Okay, Al. Our next topic is really mm. the current state of Cyberpunk <laughs> 2077. Mm. Yeah, so I've um, I've been playing a bit more recently, and again, maybe in anticipation for, for this particular uh, podcast as well. And uh, I'm not using my laptop anymore on, on that one. I've, I'm using my desktop again back in back in kind of London. It's interesting because I know they've, they've released kind of two big patches. There's, there's I think, 1.1 and 1.2. And... I've experienced, I guess, maybe 1.1 and 1.2. I didn't, I didn't play the buggy mess that it was on day, <laughs> on day one. <laughs> but even Good for you, mate. <laughs> yeah. So if I talk about my experiences of 1.1, even within the sort of five hours I played on the intro bit and getting through the sort of initial bit, um, and I, I'll, I'll avoid because I'm sure a lot of um, people are still holding off on the game. I'll try and avoid spoilers where possible on, on this one. Mm. Um, so. You know, on the very first intro bit, you kind of get through, you, you kind of get introduced to your character and a few other characters. Things eventually change, things get reset. And, and even within those sort of five hours of that initial bit, I, ha- I had probably one or two game-breaking bugs, um, in terms of the immersion anyway. So one was... <laughs> but that's the first five hours. Yeah, so there was, there was two, at least two. I mean, the main one, and again, I, I, you know, I'm avoiding some sort of small yeah, visual yeah, yeah. glitches, like... You know, items that are underneath the ground and you can't pick it up. Yeah, I'll ignore those ones, right? Those those are very minor that they could fix. But this one was, there was a boss coming out of an elevator and it got stuck. So it was just in the elevator shooting at you. Um, (laughs) Presumably you could shoot it. You could shoot it as well. So it would slowly lose lose HP, but it it was stuck there. And then obviously off the the back of actually killing it, Mm. I think you could just loot it. But then it would it would then fall into one of those um, ragdoll poses where it's kind of just draped in the middle <laughs> of the elevator in this kind of glitching <laughs> glitching kind of <laughs> glitching as well, no doubt. Yeah. Um, the other one was um, not really game. It's not. 
it wasn't game breaking to the same extent as this one, but um, it sometimes when you shoot, when you kill an enemy and you take off their head, they're still talking, and I'm thinking like, how is that even? <laughs> did this thing? Did this thing go through any sort of quality assurance? <laughs> I mean, that's the I question I've got to ask. Really. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, I think they do blame um, the kind of quality testing on it, but it's just like. Yeah, I don't know. There's just so many of them um, that were in there. Um, I mean, a lot, oh, I mean, I guess it wasn't too bad. It was only two in the five hours, and then I would say, I mean, it mm. just feels like they they absolutely rushed it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's rushing it out, and then there's rushing it out. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, this is this is like wow. And, and yeah, and I would say I didn't experience the same amount of glitches that I'd seen online. You know, the visual glitches and other things. Obviously. It was on a PC you, still and a very pretty good, pretty good spec PC, and not the console ones. Because because if it was the yeah. PS4 or Xbox one, that that had the worst brunt of it, right? Yeah, I think the PC was the best version, mm-hmm. and I I don't think you didn't really play it day one, did you? No, 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 no. no. So I avoided it on day yeah. one because again, yeah, yeah. I waited, heard about the buggy mess. You know, what, I'll just wait. <laughs> and I would say that one point two, I got more into the main story. I was actually spending more time on my side quests. You know, I've picked up a vehicle. You know, just get, and it's just more just random roaming around the, the environment. And I would say less issues there. The, 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 I had maybe one interesting one where the, the police did pop up. But I think they'd already fixed that in 1.2. As in, I think the issue even in 1.1 was that if you, if you committed a crime, <laughs> the police would suddenly just appear behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in this one, I think in 1.2, the only thing is I could see that they were close. They weren't quite just bang on behind me, but they were close. Uh, and I was able to get out of it. But um, yeah, um, I could see that why people would be annoyed at that one. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, what I will say, yeah. Go on, say yeah. about some of this, I mean, I kind of looked at their roadmap for improvement. Mm. The fact that they had to publish a roadmap, because to my mind, this is not really a, a game like Destiny or Warframe. Mm, mm. You know, where you've kind of maybe got a gaming as a service sort of thing. Yeah. And the fact that they had to basically say, I think, what did they say? I think, like, quality is a priority. <laughs> yeah. Quality never, a, I mean, not always a priority. <laughs> I mean, am I missing something here? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then I, I remember for 1.2 and actually 1.21, I think it's out now, mm. you know, those patches, I decided I, I'll read the release notes. Mm-hmm. And certainly in 1.2, yeah. it was quite a lengthy list Ooh. of stuff they were fixing. Yes, yes, it was. Crazy amount of stuff, actually, I thought. I, and I, actually, I, I've interestingly, I've experienced something that I think has been detrimental. I think the driving has got worse. Um, really? Yeah, they seem to have suggested that they fixed it or improved it. But I think 1.2, it feels really, really janky, really, really slow. I think it's better, and maybe that's because I'm playing, playing, when I drive the car, I'm in the third person view, the, the kind of zoomed yeah, out yeah. view. But I think when you're in person, because you've got the steering wheel in front of you, it looks a yeah. bit more real and it's actually supposed to go at that pace. But when you're in the third person, it does, it feels so laggy and delayed. But that's because I'm pretty that's certain weird. inside it's still doing the full turning of the wheel in, in a, in a, in a, in a too much of a slow fashion. How weird. Yeah, so, but you know, yeah. but, but you know what I got out reading the release notes mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I got that I don't I don't know about game break. Well, depends on your definition of game breaking. Mm. But there was a lot of progression blocking. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I kind of went down the list and I thought, <laughs> okay, well, doesn't that stop you from regressing? <laughs> they look down a, a little bit further. Mm. Well, that actually stops you from regressing also. Yeah, yeah. And actually, that does as well. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the amount of times the word crash came up, <laughs> was, it was a little bit, you know, I felt a little mm. bit uneasy. I thought, would it, you know, so how many game crashes have you actually fixed here? You know, like uh, yeah, I don't think I've actually experienced one. I'm just trying to think. No, okay, I think I had at least one in 1.1, but I've not had one in 1.2. Well, I mean, you know, it it can't be the case that this happens all of mm, the time, right? Mm, 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 mm. Uh, because you know, you you got to account for the different combinations and permutations. But still, with the amount of let's say fixes they were talking mm. about, well, wow, we. Yeah, and they still got they still got a way to go with uh, quite a lot of these fixes. But but I would say now, you know, if 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 people are listening and, and still waiting, is this is it the right time to go in? I mean, for me, it it feels okay. You know, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, I'll probably play more PC, of it tomorrow. Mm. For the PC and looking at the size of one point two, the fact that one point one one point two one's come out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think one point two two's coming out. Mm-hmm. For PC, I think it might be the right time, and that was always the better version mm, or the best mm-hmm. version of the game. Yeah, I have no idea of the state of the consoles now, right now. Yeah, yeah, it, it's still not great. I think the the PS4 Pro version of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is probably in the best state. Yeah, I, I don't know really know about the base consoles. Yeah, 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 but I can imagine the, those being quite horrible. <laughs> and o- obviously, the current gen consoles. You know, Xbox Series X and PS5. They're not prioritising those things mm. at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm having an enjoyable time. You know, I'm, I'm at the moment. I'm just now. Um, I think I'm just under level ten. But you know, there's a <coughs> there's a whole kind of internal leveling system as well as a, a perks system. So there's quite there's a lot of lot of customization you can do to your character. So lots of things in there. You know, I, I've barely touched the surface. That's the strangest thing about Cyberpunk, though, Al. People have really not been saying whether it's a good or bad game. <laughs> yeah, <the> people, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? The they they like I mean? to focus it's... on the negatives, right? But I mean, that's yeah. why. <laughs> I know, I know, and it, it's it's totally true. And but it's it's mm. kind of like the narrative of the f- whole subject is that no one's actually talking about whether it's a good or bad game to play. I think I think from from a from a general. You know, okay, if I was to compare it to something like Fallout 3 and Fallout 4, right? <laughs> Fallout 3, I thought, was still a bit of a messy shooter. Fallout 4 was much more complete. Yeah, much, much nicer. And and the shooting on it improved vastly. Fallout 4, I go back to all the time. I still, I still really like it. And I would say that it's probably between those two, I would say. The, shoot, the shooting actually is pretty good in, in Cyberpunk. There is a few times there's game immersion breaking where I would say that the AI is a bit, and the surrounding area of the AI is a bit, bit too generic. As an example, mm. there was a section I was in. I was in a diner speaking to a speaking to a character talking throughout the quest, but then behind them, behind them, there is a waitress and a guy, and the guy is just eating this burger continually. You know, just constantly eating the burger non-stop throughout this whole dialogue. And I'm thinking, this is so distracting. Seriously, stop eating that burger. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just janky AI stuff that's just there. Um, <laughs> Weird. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, 
I just hope people are enjoying the game. It's 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 good. At at its core, it's still a really good RPG. You know, there's still a lot of content, a lot of dialogue. Uh, You know, if you can look past (laughs) some of these other things, it's yeah. I think at its core, it's still really good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm hoping to play it. You know, soon. Mm. One day, I won't say soon. Actually, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's just a shame as to how it's kind of um, how the whole kind of cyberpunk thing has developed yeah and there's and there's the re- more recent narrative around people being concerned about multiplayer never coming now as a as an original promise you know um and, and things like that so you know it, i don't think i think i think the developers have already said that no whilst they have less focus on multiplayer now we've not abandoned the game we're still looking to try and make it the game that they wanted um so you know they're still committed to doing and fixing the game yeah i think i think that's the right right thing to say I mean at the end of the day the product wasn't up to snuff when it came out no way yep. you know and to be honest quality assurance what quality assurance <laughs> mm. that's how it feels yep. that they've done minimal quality assurance and have just chucked it out into the world yeah but even then it, it's an interesting one because I'm sure that okay, if they, even they just spun it up on any console the, cons- the, the consistency of message that they would have got there would have been that it just isn't it's not even playable. Why? Why even ship it? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense for the base consoles. And then, but it's yeah. it's still very flaky on PC. Mm, also, mm-hmm. that's the thing. And is that forgivable? I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. You know, is it is it a case that you decided that you really needed to ship the game because you know what? We've got a business to run, which I can accept. Mm. But then we've got shareholders to basically, you know, appease. Yeah, and we're gonna get it out there because we're on a tight, tight timeline and budget, and the gamers out there are the ones who are gonna have to basically suffer. Yeah, or the consumer. And, and the interesting thing is, there's still that disparity of the reviews. The reviews were still very high. I mean, were they really just avoiding looking at the um, at all these issues? I don't know. It just feels. It just feels it was still very skewed. Yeah, I. I you know, there's there's no smoke without fire. Mm. I genuinely feel there's just too many issues with this, or there were too many issues mm. with this game. You know, before maybe kind of patches start to roll out, yeah, you know, for it to be just chance. Yeah. You know, and equally, I think you know, The Witcher mm. was also something that had to improve over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't to this. It wasn't to this kind of level. Yeah, and maybe obviously with the hype around Cyberpunk, but then, but then again, I think I think Witcher itself is is. There's still bugs, and it can be a bit janky, but that's because of its game engine, I think. Similar to the issues with Bethesda, I think, with um, <laughs> moving moving Fallout's, Fallout 4's engine into Fallout 76 was... I, I don't know, yeah, that just seems like a crazy yeah. idea to do it, especially moving into multiplayer as well, so... Um, Everybody seems to have an engine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. The go-to excuse. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... Guessing, I, I don't think the base consoles version of uh, Cyberpunk's anywhere near good mm-hmm. at the moment. You know, I think the PC's the, definitely the, the best place yeah. to play it. But I just, I just, I just don't know why you would. Pl- well, I, I can understand why you would play it. It's if you didn't have access to a PC, then uh, to 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 actually play it at the right hardware level, then yeah, I can understand why. But even, but you must know, you know, if you buy it on PS4 or Xbox, that it can't run. It, it's not going to run nice, right? No, no, no. 
definitely not. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I think it, this game should have been a poster child for the mm. uh, next generation. Uh, but instead, it seems to be a poster child for everything that's wrong with the games industry. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I would mean? still like, say it's not as bad as Fallout 76. Fallout 76 was just... That was... Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. It's, it's this whole thing because... It's a pandemic going on in the world mm. and people paying more attention. Mm-hmm. You know, is it the hype surrounding the game that people have this kind of like, you know, crazy mm-hmm. expectation? Mm-hmm. Or is it that this game's developer is bloody taking a piss? <laughs> <laughs> I can't decide, you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's a tough one to call. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a bit of both. But I, what I will say is at least they're trying to address the wrongs here. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Sony reversing the decision on the game store closures, mm. so they're listening. Yeah, thank God for that. Thank God they're listening. Yeah, yeah. Because if they weren't, that would have been a totally different problem. But yeah, I, mean, I guess the other thing, I guess with 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 Cyberpunk as well, I would have actually liked a more a more darker feeling game. Because is, I it think not, is it not dark? It, it is. It it is in certain places. As in, it, obviously, if it's a nighttime, if it's the nighttime environment. It's, it's alright. But it's still not like a... You know, if you looked at some of the original kind of concept trailers and other things, or if you took a um, something like a, a Blade Runner kind of feel, I would I would love it to be more Blade Runner-y style and feel versus the more... Because there's some really bright scenes in in, for, in, in, in Cyberpunk 2077, uh, but then it becomes... It just feels like it's a completely different game. That is interesting. That is interesting. I mean, that's not the kind of like um, tone I expected from the game, if you know what I mean. Mm. I kind of expected it to be very Blade Runner. Yeah, it needs a bit more of that. That's what it feels like. Interesting. Interesting. But Al, do you think they've turned the corner with Cyberpunk or not? I, I think it's playable on PC. I think it's playable now. Ooh. Ooh, that's not a massive endorsement. <laughs> <mate>. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> but then, also, I'm not that far. I'm not I, okay. So if I was to say, if I could, I do a review on Cyberpunk. I don't think I could. Right? I've not finished. I probably only maybe what fifteen percent of the way through. I don't know. I don't know what level of progression I'm in there. But I think it's it's just is really just touching the main kind of section. So yeah, there may be some more, much more progression breaking or game breaking bugs later on, which may impact that number right of of you know how I'd rate the overall experience of the game. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Al, I think there's going to be more to come from Cyberpunk. Mm, mm, for sure. Equally, there might be more consequences <laughs> for, CG, for CD Projekt Red <laughs> as a consequence <laughs> of Cyberpunk, but, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. I, I don't think it's actually still available on, on the PlayStation Store. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They had the, they had the whole mess with the refunds and stuff. Yeah. I think that's still status quo in many ways. Mm, mm. But, you know, let, let's hope they, they're able to continue the fixes they're rolling out for the game yeah yeah and they you know you know they, they've learned something from this that's what i would say yeah because it's uh yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a mess it's a, it's very messy very messy yeah out let's move on to the next topic it's about time i feel mm-hmm. actually is there a next topic i don't think there is i think we're gonna do yeah. yeah so out let's move on Now, I think that's the last topic of um, this podcast. Mm. So I'm going to, you know, again, 
I'm going to ask the, the usual questions. Mm-hmm. You know, what games are we playing? <laughs> or what games are you playing? Yeah. And, you know, wh- what kind of uh, technology things are you doing at the moment? Yeah, so as we've been going through it, obviously the cyberpunk stuff has been has actually been pretty good. And then um, Genshin, Genshin Impact still. There's a new um, new patch coming next week. Um, there's, there's just constantly content um, that's in there. You know, you're kind of doing, between patches, you're kind of going through daily grinds and stuff. Um, so that's what I kind of do. And then you know, there's, a, there's a big patch coming um, uh, Tuesday, which will, which will um, no doubt um, get me kind of into it again. Tech-wise, not a huge amount, and you know, um, leaving my laptop back where it was, you know, I've not been doing too much. I'm not, I'm actually, what I probably should do is do a, um, uh, some upgrades to the BIOS, uh, you know, to flash, yeah, flash the BIOS and stuff on my on my machine. Yeah, maybe I'll do that uh, some of that stuff tomorrow. Uh, how about yourself, Joe? What have, what have you been playing? I've been playing. Well, like first of all, I tried Oddworld. Soulstorm mm. PS5. Mm-hmm. So you know that's that's been quite interesting because it's a full-on PS5 game. Yeah. Uh, so that's been interesting. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bit more platformy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if that's a real phrase, but I mean it's a bit <laughs> more platformy than I basically remember a, an odd world game. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And it's you know it's been a while since I played one of those. It's, it is impressive, but it doesn't feel as impressive as. It looked in the reveal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, for PS5. Then again, it's free, so I can't really complain. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I've also been basically getting through Spider-Man. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I still, I'm still kind of dabbling with that. And, you know, obviously uh, doing more God of War, mm. which, you know, again, you know, for a game that's rooted in the last generation, it's so impressive. Yeah. Yeah. If we can trump that this generation, that would be amazing. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing on the gaming side mm. on the tech side well dude you know I mean I've been basically um, putting out a few of our you know split screen content yeah been doing that yeah. to be honest not a lot else you know still basically trying to learn about Google Cloud and all that mm. kind of stuff mm. not a lot else apart from that yeah the week on is just about me kind of sampling games more than anything else yeah yeah cool oh yeah and and plus, obviously, learn, still learning to basically kind of edit podcasts <laughs> and the mic, you know what I mean? Like, that hasn't changed. Yeah. So, Al, I think that's really everything that we want to talk about. Yep. We're getting to the end of the podcast here. And again, amazingly, this is our fourth podcast. Yep. We're still going. <laughs> amazingly. We've still got next to microscopic kind of like uh, audience. Mm. But that's also okay. Yep, yep. Because we're still enjoying what we're doing. I, I think having said that, I think it's it's time for our goodbyes again. I think it's going to be goodbye from me, Joel. Yeah, it's goodbye from me, Al. And whatever you're doing, and hopefully, hopefully you're subscribing to us on YouTube and listening to our podcast, have a stellar day. <laughs>